hey hey right now i'm looking at you i'm looking at you in person right in the eyeballs it's such an emotional moment because you're back in the studio i know it's been six months it's been six months when was the last time i was here the last time i was here before olive was was born oh yeah your daughter yeah and she's six months wow no i think the last time i was here was with uh the anniversary episode when was that that was in november that was a while while ago Mm-hmm. but it's, it's at least been six months oh yeah man look at you you're in person i'm in person we even got luna sitting right we here laying down. she's gonna be sleeping yeah she was scared of some bubble wrap is that what she was scared of outside no we oh. have some and that was like an hour ago but she comes down here that or fireworks or anything mm-hmm. that resembles that done she's done so she'll bark at dogs uh walking down the street but she hears bubble wrap or something she's like nah dude f the, uh-uh you guys are on your own if that's a gun no somebody's breaking in i might get them but as soon as they, they got a gun noises, i'm out dude no nope. you're on your own look at her she's so cute laying on this body pillow hey christian <gasps> in person are you recording yes all right we got i am groot i'm groot I am Groot. We are Groot. All of this and more on this edition of In the Studio, Sequel Man the Podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Milano. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Man Podcast and it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you not live from in the studio <laughs> from Sequel Men Productions. Uh, just, we don't actually have a network called Sequel Men Productions yet. But what we do have for you is a brand new episode tonight about... I'll let Spencer, my co-host here, introduce it. Bring it in. Hey, Spencer. Hi. How are you? I am uh, not wearing headphones and I'm looking at my boy in person right now across the street. That's from my me. boy. Across the street. Across, <laughs> across the, the table. <laughs> and we are the sequel men. And we talk about film franchises right now, but mm-hmm. in the simplest term, if a movie has a sequel, we'll, well cover it we probably. may uh, branch off and yeah, have a little a nexus and branch off a little bit. Look at this guy bringing well, up stuff. Hold on, we might have the. TVA knocking on our door. We might, so take it easy with that. I know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, it's so good. It is good. Where well, he's talking about Loki. We no spoilers, but at the time of recording, there's there's been it premiered one episode. We got one episode, and it might Top be notch. the best. It might be the best so MCU far. show so far. So far. Well, there's so only been one other. Two. If, unless you count Netflix. Wait, two others. Oh, Captain. Uh, Falcon. Yeah. Captain Falcon. Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. And WandaVision. So far. I think Loki's. When they all have big implications in their own way. This one's going to have the biggest. But we're not talking about that. What we're talking about. Yeah, what are we talking about? MCU Phase 2. We're talking Guardians of the Galaxy tonight. And boy, this movie. It's one of the best of the MCU. And you know what? This was the movie 
Nobody knew who the Guardians of the no, Galaxy was. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. And as <sighs> soon as I heard, "Hey, they're gonna have a raccoon and a tree," and then that first trailer came out, I'm like, "I'm well, in." I think the initial thought is like, "How are they gonna?" Like from, you had Thor, which is Asgard yeah. and magic and the th- lightning hammer and all that. But you never had like space and talking raccoons in a tree and like this out there sort of stuff that you never would have yeah. thought of. This goofy with how nonsense. they were doing Marvel, yeah. But and it was a little skeptical at first. Like, okay, how are they going to do this? We'll see how this turns out. And with James Gunn, people directing. were writing this one off oh, as man. a flop. Did they make Already. a mistake? They're like, no, I'm... but they got to remember, dude. Iron Man wasn't really that well known. And look what they did no. building around him. He was one of their B If you ever think, hey, this is the one where Marvel goes, you're going to be wrong. Unless you're thinking Thor Dark World. But even that one, that wasn't It a wasn't flop, terrible. Really. And it wasn't a flop. But There's Marvel a dark elf in this movie. It. And here, I'm one of the people, like, the Eternals, I'm not really excited no, about No, and I'm surprised. I'm not excited. I'm just like, it looks not... I don't know. I, I don't know... But I bet you, I'm still going to go see it when it comes out, and I'm going to be like, that was great, but I'm just not that interested in it right now. Like, I watched the first that trailer was great. twice, and I'm good. I don't need to see another trailer. I don't Well, need they to... don't reveal barely anything in the trailer, no. which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with they that. They didn't but... have Peter Parker swinging in saying, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. But this one, I remember when this first trailer... I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these cranberries. What if he said that? That would have been great. A great callback. We might hear it. Spencer, it's funny we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy here because E3, one of my favorite weeks in all of summer and all the year, E3, all the breaking video game news, new games, reveals, trailers. Guardians of the Galaxy is being made. A video game. Of course it is. Of course it is. A Guardians of the Galaxy video game being developed at Square Enix. Who do all the Final Fantasies? They're doing. Them. They did the Avengers live service really game that just came those. out. That was that game and yeah. the Spider-Man games. Well, you might really be good. able to for real cheap soon. I hope so. But um, yeah, I think it. I think it's funny. We're talking about Guardians the day of recording, and they announced a new Guardians game. There it is. It you was leaked in way. 2017, but oh. they officially revealed it. You play as Star Lord. And you are Star Lord, I guess. I briefly read a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I guess it, you might be that. working with the rest of the crew, and like you're the leaders, you're the captain, Is so you open direct world everyone type of else. Thing? I don't know. I what don't if they know. made it like No Man's Sky, where you can just go? That would be cool. nowhere sky. That would be cool. That would be cool, but not as big. But yeah, but you can, if you can travel through space, that I'm in. It's their own version of the characters. Right, but as you do. like drawing from multiple sources, sure. but it's still cool. So yeah. that's some breaking news out of the day. There E3 is upon there us. There you go. I, I remember watching this trick. Well, when they cast Bradley Cooper as this talking raccoon, I'm like, all right, let's go. And I wanted to see the trailer. And they didn't give us much of him or Groot. So when we finally saw it at the time, and I think still to this day, the voiceover for Rocket Raccoon, I think it's at least top three voiceover performances, in my opinion, whether it's an animated movie or not. It's one of my, it's my, it's one of my favorite voiceover performances and maybe one of my favorite just characters overall in any well, movie I've ever seen. Well, it's certainly my favorite Bradley Cooper performance and also the 
may really the only one I'm familiar with because I don't really, yeah. I don't know if I like him in anything else. I do, but he's I like great. him in this. He does a great job, dude. Rocket exaggerating Raccoon is a character. the he exaggerates his voice for an exaggerated character. He's good. <clears throat> nah, even yeah, <laughs> even Vin Diesel. You think? Oh, that's e- that's an he's easy got a bunch of he's office. got so many one liners in this movie. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. crazy <laughs> like uh, even more than you're in but here's the thing though furious. here's the thing you think oh how hard can it be you don't even have, to the, have any talent yeah. to say i am Groot. but honestly that's probably the hardest well because you have to say it in a way he was given two scripts by the way one man i bet those were hard it. to memorize no one of them was the screenplay with just his lines being I am Groot but another one was the Groot script and it had what Groot like a translated like it's what yeah Groot was I remember saying. reading about that and you can say what you want oh he just had to say it different no he had okay, to you say try it. doing it you know right you have to say only I and am and Groot exclusively in that order his vocabulistics are yeah. messed up exclusively in that order and come across as you're saying something and even though we get a response from like rocket or somebody that understands him so we know what he said we can fill that in even if rocket wasn't there there is some stuff that with context and how he said it i could have probably put it together i don't i don't think i'm so sure i can say that because there are some times where he just i mean if you if i watched it again and actually paid attention to how he said i am Groot. this is great and I'm sure you can. But. I have a bit of trivia on him, oh, yeah? actually. I think I know what you're going to say. Vin Diesel recorded all of his lines in several different languages, including Russian, Mandarin, the real Mandarin, Spanish, Portuguese, German, and French. So they could use his real voice in the film around the world, which, that's fantastic. Did that's you do Japanese? So, um, it doesn't list it. Japanese would be Watashi no Groot. But that would be... That's exactly... That's pretty... That's what it would be. So you could even say, okay, yeah, that's easy. But not only did he have to record several different takes of <laughs> no. several different lines of the same words, he yeah, did it in I, a bunch of different languages several times. Uh-huh. And even though it's three words, pretty easy to learn languages, but to still do it, mm-hmm. he... I mean, probably what he got paid is worth... His weight or his gold. time. Like, it wasn't just, like, a waste of money to have this guy say, I am Groot. He put in the work. And, I mean, you know, Vin Diesel's not known for his acting, but so this does that was mean, great. did they reuse I am Groot's for... Well, no, they didn't, because it's a different... He doesn't different, talk a whole lot of yeah. this, but... Well, no. Uh, this movie's all about family, Spencer. Yes, it is. We are... So, no wonder he was cast in the movie. And another little fun... There was something... Talk about how when you first saw it, because there's yeah. a bit of trivia I gotta find. When I first saw it, I think there's. I don't know if this is the first time I saw it, but I saw it. The I think I saw it twice. I saw it the f- first time with my roommate Garen Garen Heil and our friend Keith, and we went and saw it at the Grand Haven Nine, which I used to work there before the shutdown happened last year. And I remember it was one night, it was nice, it was sunny, it was a great afternoon. We got in a car, we drove down to the theater, went and saw it. And it was great. Very funny. 
Yeah. Very so enjoyable fun. experience. <clears throat> Other than that, I can't tell you <laughs> what else. I, I just it left me satisfied and smiling. So, and before that, I think I <laughs> I think I saw it with my sister and our friend Amanda as well. I think um, I I got the times mixed up. I don't know what was the first time. What which was the second time? There you go. But either way, it was it's a great movie. And now looking at it again through this podcast, the lens of the podcast, it's it gives you even more of an appreciation. And yes. I even had an appreciation for it back when I was in school because I brought it up during class. All right, I'm about to find a cool piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. It's about the Milano, the sound effects. It was named after Alyssa Milano, who was really? like uh, Peter Quill's ah, crush, crush. Or maybe it was Chris Pratt's tr- crush. crush. But I appreciated a few things about how they handled the ships in this movie versus like Star Wars. All right, well, or something I can't else. find it. But I know, I don't know what car specifically, but it was. It was mixed with uh, like a, a certain like classic hot rod car, like the mm-hmm. engine. You can hear it when it revs. It doesn't sound like your regular ship. It sounds like a car going, and it's sweet. I love it. The ship is great. I got to listen to it again. You do, because it sounds like a car. Probably um, an 80s car. Probably an 80s car. I, I, I actually think it was. I just can't remember it. But when was your first time watching mm, this film? I know this holds the record, you said. Yeah, three times. I saw this three times. I saw it the first time I saw it at a drive-in theater, the Cherry Bowl Drive-In. And Never heard of it. It's in. It's by Traverse City and Interlaken here in Michigan. Okay. And it, it's actually in... I was just around there. Beulah, I think. Or no, Beulah? no, no. It's the, the town is called Honor. It's very, very small, but it's... It's a nice... We, we go camping up there at least once a year. Joel's not allowed there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's an awesome... This It's my favorite theater experience because they keep the classic feel. Like, they even show, like, old um, little, like, food advertisements before. Oh. Um, they have... Because you got to get there, but then you have to wait till it's dark. And so they have, like, mini golf and stuff for kids. They have, there's a playground. And um, mm. it's... It's one screen, and you know it's a double feature. The first one is usually like a more of a kids one, the and then when it gets act, yeah. if it get and it's always PG thirteen is the most, but it the the second movie is usually like a little more adult. Like this one, the second one, it was Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's where I first saw it. And I saw it with my wife and one of my best friends, Matt Nunn. I remember Matt. Yep, Matt, you remember mm-hmm. Matt. He's in North Carolina now, and I miss him very much. But we saw that together, and then I saw it in theaters like the next week with some friends from. Uh, I was working at Grounds and on Grand Valley mm. uh, University here in Michigan, and they were like, "Yo, we're all going." And I'm like, "Yeah, I. It was great. I'm definitely gonna go." And then I think with those same people, if I remember correctly, they're like, "Hey." Um, we're going to go see it again. I'm like, that'll be my third time. I'm in. Let's go. So I saw it three Let's times. Let's go. And it was great. It From the very beginning, you didn't know, you, you didn't really know what kind of movie it was going to be. Oh, but man. then when they open with like, okay, it's dark, and he's walking through, 
and then the huge logo pops up with the come and get your love i was like all right i'm a hundred percent in that's what this kind of movie that's what this movie is going to be mm. i'm like this is this may be potentially the best marvel movie to this point it's it's the most fun oh yeah i think for sure and it's not even close up to this point up to this point or is there any more <sighs> i mean guardians 2 is fun i don't i think this one is more i cannot if wait we're to talking talk about that fun yeah like straight this up this is fun. fun this is probably the funnest it's a fun Marvel summer movie. blockbuster oh, popcorn sure. movie that's what you think and it's not all dumb fun like it's good it's no, a good it's, movie too it's competent it's, so it's competently oh, written yeah. and made and it by a director with passion and style oh for sure and it takes these characters you're thinking no way nah and then by the end you're like a raccoon okay. a tree come that on says three words but dude it works grew a lot of depth there yeah <laughs> grew a lot of depth yeah <laughs> the I, roots um, go deep on this i want to <laughs> find this article i should have done i didn't yeah what did you why are you doing Sorry, I, I didn't have either. To, so what am I talking about? I have to read this bit though. There is a little trivia that uh, I have, and it, uh, this might be a spoiler, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Okay. Baby Groot, baby Groot. At the very end, his little dance moves during uh, the Jackson Five song. Yep, that's uh, James Gunn in motion capture that they used. I think for I the tree, that. and he is dancing, and then Drax says, "Oh!" And isn't uh, his brother Sean Gunn <laughs> the, the onset rocket? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Captain's so, teaching stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a bigger role in the next one. Uh, one of the really cool things, and this is like, a, if you're not thinking about it, you just think, "Oh, they just made Drax like that's his species." But I think this was a, this was a conscious effort. Um, and I don't remember. I don't think this is the article that I saw, but I saw this story where there was this this little kid who was on the autism spectrum. Did you hear? I did not. And this, like, there's a bunch of articles now. But this little kid, he's on the, and like when, when Drax said, um, it was one of his things where he didn't understand a metaphor and he took it literally. This kid got all like super excited because he's like, hey, like Drax doesn't get those like I don't. And he, this kid um, had he can't autism. S- he can't recognize like social cues. Right, which... You know, if you're familiar with autism, I'm not an expert, but my wife is a special ed teacher, so I, I know a little bit. And, you know, it's a spectrum, so, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it, it there's not Some just one Some people are high-functioning autistic Right, and you'd never know. And but there are, wise. one of the, the main <clears throat> things um, is, like, what Drax is, like, when he doesn't understand metaphors. Everything is literal. So if, if somebody says, like, oh, that went right over my head, when Drax says, nothing would go over my head. It's that. So it was really cool to see this big, muscly guy. It's raining cats and dogs out there. Yeah. And the, I don't the kid see would, any cats and exactly. dogs. Exactly. And it, it's just really cool that Marvel would do that. And I think it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. This big, muscly, like, uh. Oh, For these man, little that kids that are cool. on the autism, like, that don't get, like, maybe they get made fun of. Or they don't feel represented. This guy... They can look to him and be like, hey, that guy, this huge guy is like me, mom. It, it might be interesting to look at the comics history of the character and see yeah, if that was know. an inspiration for the character. Because doesn't he talk and behave that way? I would hope In the comics so, as well. I don't but, know. I don't know. Yeah, this article, I won't read the whole thing. Ask but, Brian Michael um, Bendis. Or Joel would know and from his Guardians of the Galaxy Bible. 
He probably has it. If you like the traits that make Drax Drac, Drac. Drac unique, um, that aligns him with the autism spectrum and like makes him a hero for the, the autism community. Uh, the most obvious trait is he doesn't understand metaphors. He takes everything literally. Um, and one of the other traits is he's extremely defensive over what he is and isn't. So, for example, like right before Rocket explores Drax's way of thinking to Star-Lord, Star-Lord's, Star-Lord calls Drax a walking thesaurus. Drax tells Quill, do not ever call me a thesaurus. So, <laughs> like, he's defensive. Um, he doesn't like being called anything other than what he is, which I've, I was a camp counselor and I had some kids on the spectrum. Mm. And you don't, like, they do, and people in general, not just kids, but people in general, you know, that are on the spectrum, they tend to to do that like i've i have experience so th- this isn't like a stereotype like i've you know i've talked to to people on there and, and it's true like all these it those are just two of them i won't go on but those are the two big ones and i just think that's really cool that they, i think it's they cool did they that. did that with the like you mentioned the yeah. character who's you think autistic person and you don't picture big muscly exactly wrestler like uh, but anybody ba- can be bautista mm-hmm Dave Bautista. Another cool bit about him. Fantastic casting. When he was Again. casted, he was so excited that he broke down in tears that he was in a Marvel movie. So That's again, this awesome. big guy, like getting so But emotional. now he wants out. I don't think he doesn't want out. Does There's he mean that? Stuff. No, I think he was mad I was reading that things like he's tired of having no shirt on and he's tired of... They'll give him a shirt. They'll, <laughs> they'll keep him around. Quill, the shirt does not fit me. I bet they kill him. I bet they kill him in the next one. I hope I not. Hope not. But he, I think he was upset oh, about the firing the of James Gunn, but now okay. he's back. No, so oh, I, man, that was a big thing. Yeah, but he's we'll back. We'll talk about that sometime. He's back. But. but this movie, it's fun. It's great. I say, let me pull up my notes and we can get the fudge into it. Get the fudge into it. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. I remember this movie came out the year we were making Lucky Jay. I think it was like 2014, weeks. right? Yep. 2014. And I kind of associated with that because I remember like thinking, oh, I'm going to go see it after we're done shooting or something like that. After we're done shooting the weeks, <clears throat> the couple weeks that we shot the f- film, really, it's a film breaking a up into episodes. Summary, but... bro. Oh, you got the wrong summary? No, it's a long summary. All right, I got the oh, summary. All right, here. Guardians of the Galaxy. I slave putting this deal. Slaved? Making a few and calls. You're slaved? I mean, really? We do not do that to each other. We're ravagers. We got a code. Yeah, and that code is steal from everybody. When I picked you up on Terra, these boys of mine wanted to eat you. Yeah. They ain't never tasted any Terran before. I stopped them. You're alive, cousin me. I will find you. I will put a bounty on him. 40K, but I want him back alive. Alive? That's what I said. I told you when you picked that kid up, you should have delivered him like we had to do. He was cargo. You have always been soft on him. You're the only one I'm being soft on. Now, don't you worry about Mr. Quill. As soon as we get him back here, I'm going to kill him myself. Act one. Earth, 1988. And little Peter Quill is jamming to some cassettes in a waiting room of a hospital with a black eye. His granddad comes to get him and we find out his mother is dying. And this is the final goodbye. 
she gives him a little gift and he refuses to take her hand because he doesn't want to say goodbye. He doesn't want to accept it. But she dies. It's very sad. Peter runs out. He's crying, obviously. He runs out of the hospital into the yard. He gets sucked up by a sweet-looking spaceship. Cut to 26 years later. Peter finds himself on Morag, an abandoned planet, and he's searching for an orb while dancing his way through the planet to the 1974 hit Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. And boy, does this song slap. I remember, sidebar, I put this song and Hooked on a Feeling on my iPod Touch at the time. And uh, when I walked to the bus to get to class, to college, because I lived downtown and I had to take a bus, I listened to that, to those two songs, just back to back on repeat, just after watching this movie. Those songs were the only things I listened to. It was great. Uh, but where was I? He makes it to the orb and he gets hijacked by, by Korath, the pursuer, and his goons. Quill reveals his alias as Star-Lord and he makes easy work of the crew. Oh, they don't, they've never, they've never heard of him. That's like the running joke. Star-Lord, who? And they make fun of his name. He makes easy work of the crew as he escapes in his ship, the Milano, and remembers he has a woman with him, which speaks to his character. He gets a call from Yandu, a fellow Ravager, they're Ravagers, and he's pissed because Quill took the orb and didn't wait for him. Cut to the Dark Aster, I think is what the ship is called, and we meet the villain of the movie, Ronin the Accuser. He's bathed and dressed by some cronies, and he kills a guy and declares that he needs the orb for some dude. Wink, wink. Gamora and Nebula show up and explain that they will get the orb and please their father, Thanos. Oh, who's that guy? And what, what? In the butt. We know that guy from somewhere. On Xandar. Ant-Man. On Xandar, the talking tree Groot and his buddy Rocket Raccoon are bounty hunters, and they spot Quill with a bounty of 40,000 space monies. Just units, I think they're called, but they're space, space monies. monies. Quill tries to make a transaction with this broker guy, but upon learning the orb is also an interest of Ronin, the broker backs out and kicks Quill out of his shop, which leads to a chase for the orb between Gamora, Quill, Groot, and Rocket. They get captured and arrested and taken to prison by John C. Riley, where we learn Gamora is in fact the adopted daughter of Thanos. Rocket is a result of an illegal animal testing for makeup products and such. That's not true, but it's it could be relevant. Groot is a talking plant and just used for his muscle. And Quill is a human outlaw. Ha- well, at this point, he's a human outlaw. Nova Prime, played by the amazing Glenn Close, okay? Like, we don't, uh, it uh, speaks with the Kree. There, there's a Kree dude about a peace treaty between the Kree and the Xandarians, but Ronan hates the Xandarians, and uh, he continues to kill people because of it. The team checks into prison, and Gamora reveals she was trying to betray Ronan. That's a mouthful. I also have, I'll talk a little bit before I go into my next bit, but... <clears throat> Obviously, a great first act. Yes, great Great first first act act. and a great introduction to the movie. Yeah, great, fantastic introduction. And the introduction, just the opening couple of sequences, lays like you mentioned earlier. How you like? Oh, this is the type of movie it's going to be. Let's get into it. Well, it opens with this really dramatic 
opening sequence, really dramatic. Oh, this is going to be like a drama superhero. Yeah. And then it cuts into like, oh, you get the Marvel fanfare and all that. Awesome transition from the fanfare to like the spaceship coming in. Love that cut. Now he's on a planet, some strange foreign planet. With It's raining. It's all purpley. It's alien. It's like, oh, it's going to be a sci-fi ex- action movie. And then, it, oh, now we're now we're walking into this ancient temple and he's putting a Walkman headset on and listening to this tape and dancing. A cassette tape. A cassette tape. If you don't know what those are, A kids, Sony Walkman. It's what we used to have to listen to music Dancing on. to come and get your love and kicking these little rats around. And it's like, okay, you set the tone for the entire movie yeah. moving forward. It's not just a comedy. It's not just a drama. It's not just like a spacey movie. It's all the same. And it's not, it has a good balance between it too as the movie goes on. So it's how they just, this is what the audience can expect moving forward, especially people who don't know what they are. Or Or we're coming into the movie with expectations, not knowing what what kind of movie is this. It's a Marvel Mm -hmm. movie, I know that much. But that was a sad opening scene. It was. He wouldn't take his mother's hand. I was like, oh. But then, again, it never takes itself to, itself too seriously for too long. No. Even with the exception of the opening scene where it, it is the same tone throughout, and there's it, moments where, you oh, it's dramatic. But then somebody says something. That in, and it doesn't do it at a wrong moment. Right. Like, there are other movies that have tried this where you just think, Like oh, Dark World. Yeah, like oh, that fr- didn't fit. Frigga's dead. Let's have What's-His-Face right. joking around in a prison. Like, right. But this does it so well because you the, that's Sell what the it, characters yeah. are. It tells you what they are, so that's what you expect. So in an in a big emotional like move like epic moment, you're gonna get a joke, and you accept that, and it's good because the timing is perfect, and that's who the characters are. Nothing is out of character in this. It's not like oh they ruin that emotional moment. Yeah, these guys they wouldn't have an emotional moment too long. Like they can't, none of them can handle it. Somebody has to break the tension, whether it's usually Rocket or Peter Quill or Drax, uh, yeah. unintentionally. But the it's but, it, it's exactly what you just said. It fits within each character. Like it's not yeah. out of character and it's not forced, mm-hmm. and it doesn't distract or seem inappropriate after no. specific scenes. And it's not out of character for the movie as a whole. Like the tone. Because they said it right at the start of the movie. Exactly. And you think, other movies that would try to do this, you think, well, pick a tone. But this one, it's like, dude, their tone is mm. what it is. It's it's unique because it's comedy, space, <clears throat> drama. In the, But it's a comedy. Yeah. It's more of a comedy. But it's not, it doesn't one. go back and forth. It meshes every tone that it uses in this movie perfectly together. And sometimes back to back to back in one sentence. It's and great. it grounds it in it. It gives the audience like a human. Conne- <laughs> it gives it a human connection by introduce the classic soundtrack on the cassette. Oh, tape. the soundtrack! Because oh, we're in crazy zany space stuff now. Zandarians and the Collector and all this stuff. But mm. we're gonna connect it to our reality and the human experience on you know from our world with these real songs that are from Earth. And it gives our background on Peter Quill. Right. And like, it supports his character, yeah. Because those are, we, you know, we find out that his mom made that, um, it's awesome. The awesome mix. Awesome volume mix, volume one. one. Yep. 
and that's what he's listening to. And that's prob- that's the only thing he's been listening to for 26 years. That's the only music he, he has. Yeah. Although he does have that. He has a second one that he... He has he a has tape a, deck. A, he has a gift from his mom that yeah, he didn't which, open yet. Real cool there. But the it just... Man. And foreshadowing for uh, volume two about yeah. his father. There's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. A lot the of father. mystery boxes. You'd think J.J. Abrams directed this. Mm-hmm. But before we get too far... Mm-hmm. There is a scene here. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I'm just going to... This is the quickest. This is the earliest Stan Lee cameo spotlight. Because when we go to Xandar, we get him. All right? And just like this movie as a whole, um, uh, going, going with its tone and how it doesn't quite yet in this specific movie have a lot of impact on the sto- the the main MCU storyline neither does this spotlight okay uh this may be the earliest we see old Stan the man this time he's chilling on Xandar flirting it up with the local young ladies as rocket says he's kind of a creeper and he does have a wife at home but and this is headcanon but things haven't been great lately he also has several other girlfriends ever since he came to Xandar he's been making a name for himself in the entertainment industry Always trying to recruit local talent, and I'm not going that route, just relax, for his monthly publication journals that are highly regarded as prime literature. But you wouldn't know that because nobody actually reads the articles. They have other things on their minds. He wasn't always on Xandar. Much like Peter Quill, he was born of Earth and left behind an empire there before he left too. Traveling through space in search of his next great challenge, he actually meets... Tanelier Tivan, otherwise known as The Collector. They strike up a publication deal where Tanelier gets 30% and gets a copy to add to his collection every month. A free subscription. The aging mogul then crash lands on Xandar and realizes this is where it's at. All the women you could ask for and they're trying to break out in the world of modeling. Well, lucky for them, this gentleman is the right guy to build a bridge with because Mr. Hefner is searching the galaxy for his next centerfold in his magazine, Playboy, the Galactic Edition. <laughs> and doesn't there he go. play a character like that in the Iron Man one, right? No. Or is that the third one? He does one? mistake him. No, it's as the he calls one. him Hef. Okay. So yes, that, that's kind of, yes. there's your ring theory, but I played Ooh, on that. Yeah. Because um, when I did Iron Man, I didn't yet do the Stanley cameo. So that's a little nod to that uh, one, too. Okay. But yeah. So, gotcha. Much like our post-credit scene in this movie, that had no impact on anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, great Stanley cameo there. Um, back to to so this beginning scene is really cool because again, you think it's going to be this dark because all we've seen to this point is a darker tone, mm-hmm. and he's on this. It's it's stormy. Uh, he he's searching for something you don't know what, and then as soon as he clicks it on, you're like, all right, let's go. But his little device is cool where it shows a projection of what the this um, civilization used yeah, to be Yeah, I didn't I never noticed that before. Yeah, really cool. I remember that sticking out to me at the big when I first saw it. Like that is a cool device. And it's like a map, but it's inter- it's, it's almost like virtual reality. Yeah. That was once real. Uh-huh. It's a past. So they had thing. dogs on this planet. They and did. Children. They did. They did, yep. Um, and humans humans they did um, yes they, they did. did you're right mm-hmm. they did very astute and buildings and buildings and oh, yeah, of course of course and this orb and, uh, and this yeah orb. which the whole 
those things are really powerful then. What things? Those little magnetic sucker things. Oh, yeah. That we see later on. He but has gadgets. That's what he does. Okay. I can't even talk about it because it's too you far can't. into phase three, it but it's relevant. But you can't. I can't. Don't talk we about got, it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, but we're still uh, not going to talk about it right no. now. But no, it sucked the ball right out of the force field. Right now, if we had a nickel. <laughs> we had a Joel, nickel that for how for many you, buddy. balls or nope. Yeah, all right. Good. Good talk. Look at it. There's little ears in here. Luna's only four. I'm That's my dog, Luna. I'm trying to wait, you hear that? Joel? Ball sucker. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was the spirit of Joel. <laughs> we'll we'll do the Joel call. Check, Suck my balls. Check my the ball. library. <laughs> so a check scary movie too. Oh, yeah. Go to the fucking music room. Oh, man, that movie. We might do those. I don't know. I'm not ready Check for a the comparative. Music room. Where? Oh, those are so dumb. Those are great. I think Anna Ferris should be in one How of How about you just let me sing the fucking song? Um, 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 early, yes. early rumors of this movie, by the way, another little bit of trivia, had uh, Jim Carrey's name floating around and oh. Adam Sandler's name floating around as possible oh, voice actors for no. Rocket. <laughs> I don't want to hear Rocket. (laughs) You know he would have done one of those stupid voices. Yes. Oh, that's so good that we did. Hubie Halloween is Rocket Raccoon. Oh, although we don't know. (laughs) What's the line there? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a vocabulary thing that good, so he don't talk good like you and me. I I don't even want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. That that was a fake laugh. Or what if he was Groot? I I don't know. I don't. He called me vermin. That part would have been ridiculous. I don't know, but Jim Carrey may have pulled it off. But Bradley Cooper was perfect. Perfect. And he probably auditioned. They probably auditioned. Yeah. Because Loki or Loki, Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor. He did. A lot of these. I feel like a lot of times in movies, people that get cast, they audition for a different role, and And then they get you're not right for this, but you know what? You are right for this movie. Mm -hmm. So how about this? And that's fine. I mean, look at Loki now. Thor doesn't have a show. Loki does. No, but, but he he's does got have four three movies. fucking movies. He's been, in, he's been in a lot of Marvel movies. But um, so this orb, we don't know much about, but we know it's super important. Uh, we meet Ronan in this act who, if we're being honest, he's a couple steps above the Dark Elves. His motivation's more clear. He, he's better. I'll just, I'll say that. Lee Pace does fantastic as Ronan. He's good, but just the character in general is just kind of generic bad guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill people because he doesn't. And the funny thing is, you get to see him again we in the future on. and the past Lee, simultaneously. I remember when Lee Pace was cast. Do you ever He's get that? He's a tall dude. Do you ever like hear a name and you think, yeah, I've heard that name before. Oh, they got that guy. But then you look at what he's in, you're like, I've uh, never heard Breaking of this Breaking Dawn as the coolest vampire. He is in that. But before I saw that, I thought I knew him from more things. I thought I, I did knew not. him too. But I did not. He's in The Hobbit. Yeah, he's, he's uh, Thran- Thranduil. Th- sure. King Thranduil. And he's in Lincoln uh, as Fernando Greenwood Wood. As, um, oh, yeah, he is in Lincoln. But He's in Cult, and, Cult, Halt and Catch Fire. Fantastic show, by the way. But that, again, I had... I. Literally hadn't seen him in anything before this. I just, it was a familiar name. He's a great actor. 
Maybe. I you still, don't think I don't, he was that good in this? No, no, no. He was fine, but I'm just saying maybe because I don't right. know. I've seen one other thing he's in, and it was the same role. So I don't know him from anything else. He plays well, except for he plays the role in this movie competently and He does. But he he's got such a look. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bring it up later on in Act Two because that's when it really stands out. But holy crap. You know another he's, name? He's so tall and he's so like big and muscular and the armor just, wow. I I am am Groot. <laughs> I, uh, the, oh, the back and forth, the whole, when he's talking to Peter, like, if you don't understand Groot, you're like, what is this guy? You know, like, yeah, I, like, the same 300 times you said it, their back and forth is great. The dialogue in this, oh, it's, it's such a well written yes. movie. It, it's always good. There's never it's a snappy. point where I'm like, ugh. It's, and, and I most like, of it's Rocket. And most Peter. Most of the great dialogue. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and Drax. Okay. I think Gamora kind of gets left out in the cold a little bit well because she is more of she's the straight character here she's not goofy she's not humorous Mm -mm. and i'm not saying that in a bad way no no no. and she's unintentionally humorous later on um but because of her uh similarity to drax like not understanding the exactly the sayings of earth exactly um but I just this oh man this act it's fun we get the setup. We Digimon learn, Hansu is in this. It, he's like in everything. But he <laughs> grab my staff, <laughs> Star Lord from Ooh. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. Mm-hmm. He's in that. He's in DC and Marvel. And he's good in Shazam too. He's good. I in liked everything. him in Shazam. He's I've only seen him in Shazam and this mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel because he plays the same character in Captain Marvel mm-hmm. is in this one. You know what's kind of funny? But looking that takes back, place in the 90s, so we're getting time wackiness. Right. You know what's funny? You think, looking back, in the time we are now, like how Peter, or Peter, Chris Pratt is such a big name, you're thinking, you know, well, obviously, how can anybody think this movie is going to bomb? They have one of the biggest names. He wasn't that big of a no, name. No, he, he was, was from Fat Parks and Rec. Andy. Yeah, he what? was from Parks and Rec. And then you think, well, they had Vin Diesel, but he was... He what had did, limited. Was he in Jurassic World first? No. Or is that after? After Guardians? this, his movie career just, just skyrocketed. Pew. So he wasn't a big name per se when he was cast in this. Um, this may be his Zoe defining Saldana role. Zoe Saldana wasn't. I mean, a huge name. Bradley Cooper was a big name, but he, he was a side character. You could. Like, Glenn you, Close. Let's just take a okay, minute. Okay, Glenn Close, underused. But she was great. Like she's like. She's looking at Anthony Hopkins going, you know what? Yeah. And if this is like a trend That's now. true. This is a trend in Marvel. All these big name, they're like, you know what? I want to do that. And if you think about it, they all have the same reasoning. I want to do something different and more Kurt fun. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Robert Sylvester Redford. Stallone. Robert Redford. Like, Michael Douglas. Did you just say that? No, I didn't okay. say Michael Douglas. But look uh, at Michelle these. Pfeiffer. Yeah. I know Al Pacino wants to be in one, I think. Get him. Which, please do. Get him in one. Get him in one. <laughs> Who could he play? A villain. hoo <laughs> I mean, dude, oh, dude. Not, like, a huge name, but Walking Dead. People knew him from Michael Rooker as Yondu. Yes, and he's perfect. perfect. And he's perfect. pretty much the same. 
as he boy. is in Walking Dead. They will gonna eat you, boy. They're gonna eat you, boy. They ain't never had Tim. I can't hear his voice, but <laughs> they ain't never had Tim before. Yeah, you you said that again. Uh, okay, he's so just, mm. and we get we know right up front what type of character, what type of person Peter Quill Mickey is. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah, see, he's another one. Marvel. Di- right at the beginning, you Angelina have, Jolie. You have the dude Salma Hayek. You have the dude. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, spe- sidebar. I finally rewatched The Big Lebowski last week. That movie's fantastic. I gotta. I need to watch it. I've only seen. I, I watched the hilarious. scene where they dump the the ashes off the seaside Dude, cliff for Donnie, that who movie. loved bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we commit you to the sea. Is so funny. <laughs> I love his expression. He just. Stands there Stares as the there. ashes blow over his sunglasses. And now I can appreciate a future Thor a little Dude, better. Yes. Because I get it. But Turns I around. Hadn't seen oh, man, I'm years. sorry. It was like I was seeing it the first time because I didn't remember anything. But I anyway. can't wait because it will be the first time when I see it. It's good. It's real good. Hopefully it's on they, do, they right should now. do a thing at the theater and then maybe we can go see it. All right, let's watch it. Let's watch the dude. But yeah, all these big older names, most of them are one-offs. They're just like, yeah, let me give me a movie. Glenn Close. Nova Prime. Nova Prime. John C. Riley. Yeah, John C. Like, come on. Playing Denarian Day. What a weird name. Yeah. But he's funny. Oh, Peter Serafinowicz. The guy who's, what a bunch of a-holes. Yep, the tick in the the Darth Maul. Darth the Maul? voice of Darth Maul. Oh, is he? He's the voice in of Darth what? Maul in the film, in Phantom Menace. He's the voice Seriously? of Darth Maul. And a little trivia here, his I think his favorite game, or one of his favorite games, is The Wind Waker. Legend of Zelda, The All Wind right. Waker. I just cool. read that in an article somewhere. This is such a random It was an electronic gaming monthly. Let me, I just want to go through this cast. I thought we quick. retired that character. We did. <laughs> I cut you off. Let me just, if you... And this this represents the what the movie is too. Do you think Marvel went in going, "Hey, get actors that you'd never think you'd see together." I mean, cuz look, they have Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, again, not Avatar, huge names. Yeah. Dave Bautista, this Terminal, MMA star or WWE, WWE star. I mean. Yes. Vin Diesel, Bradley been a lot Cooper, of good stuff. Lee Pace, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, who Karen Gillian um people very attractive know her woman, mainly by the way. from um i think her claim to fame was uh doctor who i believe i think i'm i didn't know her until this but then you you throw but she in. plays nebula so good so well good. so well uh leave it to me papa <laughs> i shouldn't say papa but just her voice but then you throw in john c Riley, glenn close benicio del toro and peter whatever chop, whatever chop. And you're thinking, there's no way this Seth movie Green. is going to work. Set, we'll get to that. But come on. This movie is just... You, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so random. This shouldn't work as a movie. It doesn't. It shouldn't. I, I mean, no. I said it doesn't. I did not mean to say it doesn't. It there, shouldn't work, but it does. There is a cameo from one of James Gunn's... James Gunn's... James Gunn's... No. Whatever. James... The plural form of James. James. Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, James Guns. <laughs> you mean Jamie? No, no, no. There's only one James. That word, dude, trick. No, James Guns, a mentor or boss at, he used to work at, ah, what was the 
the product, the production house he used to work on. I I don't remember the name, but Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman, I think he worked for. Okay. And they made really raunchy, dirty films back in the day where James used to work. He, they made really raunchy, purposefully offensive movies, that and right. that's partly why he got in trouble, and they kicked him off oh. the third one. But but he's back. But he's back. Spoiler alert. But he's back. He's, he's back. And he is pissed. I was pissed. I was a little annoyed when that whole thing went down. But we might I be thought able actors to... were going to start leaving. I, well, mm. Disney, when the actors band together and try Disney and made the turn right it choice. around. Well, they did. And I Disney think... made the right choice. Mm, bringing him back, I mean. Bringing him back. Right. We they get may... the team. We, we have... Uh, the Groot, a talking tree with Rocket, they're bounty hunters. All they're the characters are introduced well, too. Thing. Yondu puts a uh, a bounty on Peter. 40,000 rupees. I think it's units. I think it's units. <laughs> 40, yeah, so 40,000 carats he puts out uh, for, for Peter Quill, and uh, that's a lot. 40,000 units. He's got 20 carats in his mouth. Probably. How many gold teeth he's got. Probably. And he, that, his weapon, one of the coolest oh, weapons per, I've ever seen. Really good movie. foreshadowing with that, too, how he just opens his coat and it's like, oh, what's that? Uh-huh. Well, we don't see it until later. And then we see a little bit. And, and then, then we a just little see bit, it. and then a threat, and then the threat fulfilled. Characters that should not be good characters in this movie are, John C. Riley. he should He's have been in the Marvel it. movie. But his role, his limited role is... Oh, I, did you catch when they were doing their little profiles? That um, Reading the little things? Yeah. when Like when Peter flips off the... Oh, I didn't know how that... Again, great. But did you notice that uh, the running gag with his name is there? His, his profile says Space Lord. <laughs> Which, again, speaking to his But then it's fixed in the end. He's trying to even give himself a nickname... And it's great that it doesn't work. Like when it's, again, you have this should be an epic moment. You might know me by Star-Lord. And you might, like in other movies, more serious movies, you'd be like, oh, Star-Lord. But he's just like, who? And then it breaks the moment, the tension. You're just like, well, oh, it's Star-Lord, perfect too, man. Because he, a legendary outlaw? He's a joke, jokey character. He is a jokey so character. So nobody takes him seriously when he does mm-hmm. that. Mm-mm. But he still is a badass. And his, he has this cool leather jacket, wardrobe in He's this movie. He's got two Amazing. plasma rifles from Halo, basically. Yep. His mask is sweet. He has a woman in there in his ship that he forget. I'm going to be honest. I forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so great. You're getting a call from Yandu. Don't hit. Don't don't, don't, don't. Yandu, I was just about to call you oh. or something, whatever he said. Where you at, boy? <laughs> I wish I, I can't. I can't do the right amount of rasp with the deep knit. His voice, like, that's his real voice. He's great. He, you can tell how he's talking that way because the prosthetics in his mouth, Probably. like some of the way he says the words, mm-hmm. which is fine. It fits the character. Yondu in the comics is one of the- He has a big the, old mocap, mocap? Mohawk. In the comics. In the comics. But not in this one. It Ooh. ends in it. But in the next one. Mm. But his, uh, he was actually one of the lead members of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Mm-hmm. Like the original. Wasn't bit. he played more noble in the comics too? I think probably. And he had a much bigger mohawk. So, yeah. Marvel does a really good job at making 
at translating what characters look like in the comics to making them work on screen. So, I mean, if they can make a, a guy in a spider suit look good, they can make a blue guy. I, there's just, a blue guy. Like, when the X-Men How much eventually come around, like hours it's going to be the best costumes we've ever seen on X-Men. X-Men? Yeah. Mystique? Well, what do you mean? Don't roll your eyes. They can make her look good. Look what they did with Yondu. He's blue. Nebula is blue. <laughs> okay, Papa. <laughs> she doesn't say. <laughs> oh. <gasps> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Did she smoke? <laughs> yeah, well, she's been worked on a lot. We Get even out of my way. We're so excited about the character. We haven't talked about the plot of the first. I know. Well, They're the, all after this orb. We don't know what's it's in this It's a MacGuffin, orb. and there's a play on Ronan that. wants the orb to destroy when they, people. Because they go to the, and I like this, they go to the, the kiln. That's the... The prison. prison. They go to the kiln, and then Peter Quill asks, "Like, so with this orb, I'm getting like a Ark of the Covenant, Maltese Falcon, whatever sort Mm -hmm. of vibe. Like, what's the deal with this orb? And that's like because it's it would be like the Wayfinder in the Last Jedi, or not? Oh, Last Jedi is better, but no, the Rise of Skywalker with the Wayfinder, the MacGuffin that we're going. Everyone's looking for this. Does um. Does he mention Maltese Falcon in it? Like yeah, he, he he says the Maltese Falcon, which, which is funny because isn't I've never seen that. I seen it. I watched. I seen. I seen. You seen it. I watched it with my dad, but I admittedly wasn't. I don't remember that much. Isn't that movie known for having like one of the best MacGuffins in any I movie? I think so. And just for people that don't know, the Infinity what, Stones a MacGuffin. Just for people that might not be familiar with the term MacGuffin, uh, in fiction, a MacGuffin is an object, device, or event that is necessary to the plot and the motivation of the characters, but insignificant, unimportant, or irrelevant in itself. So, It's also uh, an item on the secret menu at McDonald's. The McGuffin. Shut up. Just kidding. That's funny. I like that. Stay. No, stay. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. That's a good joke. But yeah, it, it, uh, uh, MacGuffin. So another example is. Tastes good. Yeah, it tastes great. <laughs> Even late. What's another example of like a, 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 a well known MacGuffin? Oh, um. The Elder One. Rosebud. The and Deathly Hallows. The, well, no. Those well, no, are, those have meaning. Yeah, well, well, the MacGuffin does have meaning, but itself is an unimportant thing. So like Rosebud in Citizen Kane. Essentially, but... Well, yeah. It's something everybody wants, but it's just a thing. Anyway, so now that that's out of the way, we've talked too much about it, but the MacGuffin. So everybody wants conversation was a MacGuffin. We don't know why. (laughs) Um, Thanos is hinted at in this act. And we knew... Again, another big, another name in this movie, Josh Brolin, what, made his debut as Thanos. And we're thinking, let's go, dude. We're going to get Thanos, finally. But again, they do it just right where we don't. Everybody thought, all right, he is this where with we're Thanos, finally going to... doesn't he? Yeah, a couple times. But he meets with Thanos in this act, I believe. I don't think, I think I, I would have mentioned that. It's an act I two. can't remember. I think it's an act two. Okay. We'll talk about we'll, it. Next we'll, and if whatever. It's not, Wherever we'll it is, whatever. We'll yeah. talk about it. But the, so they're in prison. What? The guy oh, that Tauri loud mouth who won't shut the heck up. Yeah. He well he gets his, Watch uh, your mouth. Lower your tongue. 
he is really annoying. <laughs> he just doesn't <laughs> shut up. I was like, guys, like Thanos, like I, I, I can't. He, you know, he's my dad. No, but these characters have to. Papa, they all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> is that your oh, nebula voice. voice? Yeah, that's my nebula voice. Daddy. Yeah, and it's not going away. Hey. Hey. Do we get... Oh, careful of that. Don't unplug. Hey, but with her in here, we haven't gotten the cats. That's true. My and you're, you're breathing. Off. I am. I haven't sniffled. Can you imagine if Joel was back here? Oh, man. He would just be like... All right, Luna, lay down. Okay, Luna. Luna, come on. Go back and lay down. Come on, lay down. Lay down. Oh, good girl. Oh, she unplugged my computer. It should be fine. Act one. They get the thing. They go to the thing. We're introduced to the Nova Corps, who everybody thought, oh, we're going to get... <laughs> Luna! <laughs> we're going to get Nova in this. The the superhero, like the Nova. I think, isn't that his name? Isn't he just Nova? There is a superhero named Nova. But we haven't yeah. seen him in the movies no. yet. We just saw Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. The Nova Corps. Is he a star of the Nova Corps? Uh, he might be. Man. Interesting that we don't get him, but we get everybody that looks we're, like we're, him. We keep, we're talking about Glenn Close for one second, and then we're talking there to kill him, and then the, yeah. the MacGuffin. Because this movie is just fun. The, just, it's fun. Stuff. We're just talking about stuff as it comes up. I briefly mentioned it, but all the characters are introduced well. Yeah. Like, to show enough of who they are so that people get an idea of their archetype or whatever. Like, Peter Quill, he's the space pirate sort of... Human. Uh, the Hume. Adventurer. Yeah. Scavenger, whatever. Ravager. Scavenger. The Ravager. Then you got Rocket and Groot, who are mercenaries. I'm Groot. Just looking for a job. I'm Groot. Actually, you could say that the same about uh, Peter Quill, too. I'm Groot. What if I just <laughs> I'm did Groot. that the rest of the time? Just, I'm Groot, man. And then Gamora. I'm Groot. The character introductions Rocket. were done really well so that everybody understands who they are and what they do and what they're all about. Exactly. Groot's yeah, drinking and Drax. out of the fountain. You don't need too much backstory about him. We actually don't meet Drax in this act. Unless you want to go further into the prison thing as the end of it, which you know, well, you wait a minute. When when did you end it? I ended it once they got into prison. They and got it, into prison, and, and then and, they're put into their cells. And then Rocket is and, like, "Hey, he establishes right away. Look, everybody, go to town ours. on you, like they're, that guy. Oh, this one here, he's ours. This is our booty. And uh, I, I, I'm with them." Yeah. So. And and then Groot Gamora keeps getting threatened. Thing. Yeah, she... Okay. Everybody hates her because she's responsible for a lot of them being in the kiln. Exactly. And Ronan. Yes. Her and she's Thanos working with Ronan. Ronan and Thanos, and they're not... Even the bad guys don't like the other bad but guys. But we do have a tiny introduction to Drax when it shows Gamora in her cell. True. And then it has literally a spotlight <laughs> on um, Drax, like he's about to start singing sitting at the table and i like his little his pose he he poses perfectly with his hand just like isn't he playing with a knife yeah or no he doesn't have well, the he's knife he's got yet. something he's holding his hand like matthew mcconaughey booger <laughs> am i gonna go get gamora i don't know am i rolling a booger uh, am i gonna know. eat it or flick it out the window so we meet all the characters we we 
understand who they are right away. And it's all done in the first act. Yeah. Well, and Drax is expounded upon. The big thing is Ronan's yeah, motivation visually. is he wants. To, he does not like Xandar. He hates Xandar because my father and his father before him and my grandfather's father. And it's like okay, the the Xandars got into Xandarians, whatever, okay. got into a war with the Kree, and the Kree Empire. Ronan is Cree. The blue-skinned people are Cree. But Yandu's But not given Kree. the events of Captain Marvel, I would say that Cree is like they absorb other races into their empire. So, and he wants to kill, blow up, like destroy Xandar. So the deal is, he has a deal, and I think we learn about the deal in Act Two. But I'll just tell you here, he is trying to get this orb for Thanos, so then Thanos will destroy Xandar for him. Okay, that's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. So, that I think we've talked about Act 1 that's, if you want to move on to Act yeah, 2. Yeah, we, we there's it. a lot. I love the art design, the set design. Xandar, the light, the cinematography is cool. We see an absolutely cut up Chris Pratt. Yeah, in orange. Which again, He's when he Oompa was Loompa. cast, people are probably thinking... The guy from okay. Parks and Rec, but he really got he jacked. He got jacked. That. They even did you do you watch Parks and Rec or did you? I watched a little bit of it. There was they because they he was shooting this in the middle of that show, like in the final, either the final season. Burt Macklin went to the gym. He did like they've incorporated his weight yeah. loss and stuff into. You're like an whoa, episode. Andy. Yeah, he uh, 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 what's his name Ben, the um. What is his name? Adam. I the actor. Uh, Adam. Come on. I care. Scott. Adam Scott, the character that plays Ben, Leslie Nope's person in Boyfriend, Parks and Rec. Spouse, fiance. Yeah, eventually, lover. Spoilers, but they. He makes a joke. He he's like so. So you lost all this weight just by, just by giving up beer, and and Andy has a line like usually like, yeah. That's it. I drank a lot of beer. So they incorporated that, and I thought it was really cool in the in Parks and Rec, the show, how they incorporated the weight loss and the transformation as like a joke. And and it was just really kind of like a meta fun moment. But anyway. Who did, yeah, who did he up. call an idiot? Who? <clears throat> Star-Lord. Like when they were getting all their stuff confiscated. He's like, it's, uh, it's this, you idiot, or something. It was a sure. funny line. I wish I remembered it. But I'm not real sure. Uh, you are. Because um, raccoon. Doesn't he refer to Rocket as a raccoon? He's like, yeah, I'm with a tree and a raccoon. And then Rocket Raccoon goes, oh. what's a raccoon? He goes, you are moron or something yeah. like that. He's like, what's a raccoon? It's what you are, idiot. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and this team should not work together as a team. But it works. Again, think of anything in this movie and you think... Uh uh-uh. uh. There's no How? way that would work. And it why? does! Because Marvel. That's why. They got expert screenwriters, James Gunn and yeah. another screenwriter, which I'm sorry yeah, to that say other guy. I don't. I think it was a woman, actually. Alright, that other person. I will say that. But. But yeah, Act One is cool. And Charlie Kaufman has that cameo, which I was mentioning earlier. James Gunn's buddy, friend. He's one of the prisoners yelling at Gamora gotcha. on the balcony. Do we see... No, we don't meet the collector in this one. So never mind. I'll hold that bit of trivia off. Oh, my so we want to go to Act 2? 
We spent a lot of time on yeah, this one. That's All dope. right. Respect Thanos, your daughter made this mess, and yet you summon me. I would lower my voice, accuser. First, she lost a battle with some primitive. Thanos put Gamora under your trap. Then she was apprehended by the Nova Corps. You are the one here with nothing to show for it. Your sources say that she meant to betray us the whole time. Now at your turn, I reveal. I only ask that you take this matter seriously. The only matter I do not take seriously, boy, is you. Your politics bore me. Your demeanor is that of a pouty child. And apparently, you alienated my favorite daughter, Gamora. I shall honor our agreement, Kree, if you bring me the order. But return to me again empty-handed, and I will bathe the Starways in your blood. Thanks, Dad. Sounds fair. This is one fight you won't win. Let's head to the kiln. Act two. Gamora is the talk of prison. Everybody wants her dead because of her affiliation with Ronan. I was doing Nebula. Yeah. All right, Ronan. <laughs> um, Rocket establishes that they are the alphas. We meet Drax when he tries to kill Gamora because Ronan killed his family, which is his wife and daughter. Very sad. He and Quill have a funny back and forth, but come to an agreement that she's better left alive. Ronan meets with Thanos. Okay, so it is in this act. Ronan meets with Thanos, and we finally see the Mad Titan in the flesh. He wants the orb, or else Ronan doesn't get his deal he made about the Kree or something. The escape is not... So, the Guardians, they're not known as that yet. They plan an escape out of prison. So, the escape is on, and we get the team working together for the first time. And as clunky as it is, which is perfect, by the way, they make it work. They all have the common goal of killing Ronan, and they are off, but not before Quill goes back for his cassette player. On Nowhere, which is a planet, it's called Nowhere, the team waits for the Collector, and Rocket, Groot, and Drax have a drunken brawl, while Quill and Gamora almost kiss. The Collector summons them, and the sail almost goes down, but his dumbass assistant grabs what we learn to be the power stone and blows that's what's in the orb so in the orb is this infinity stone and it blows up everything like the building and some people but outside of the club catch me in the club outside of the club dragons the club i was trying to do 50 cent didn't work sorry sidebar drax has allowed his WWE background to get the best of him because he calls Ronan to their location to fight and he wants to get revenge. Ronan makes easy work of Drax. Gamora, Quill, Rocket are involved in another chase battle. Chase? Space battle for the orb. But this time the orb gets free and in possession of Ronan and Gamora almost dies but Quill saves her 
and gets captured by Yondu and the gang because Quill gives out the coordinates because he knows Yondu will get there and save him. Rocket has lost all hope, but Drax and Groot talk sense into him and they are on a rescue mission and Ronan goes against Thanos' agreement and takes the Power Stone for himself, leaving the rest of the galaxy hopeless. Yondu gives Quill a verbal lashing and then Rocket and company come to Yondu's ship and they set the plan in motion while they rally around Peter. Did you follow that? So basically, they're in prison and they wow. leave. And this plan in prison, Rocket, anything, anytime he talks, is great. He's like, I need this, this, and that guy's leg. And Why we do find you need out. his leg? It's very important. Very. So Peter Quill goes to get the leg, and he goes through all this trouble to get the leg. And he goes, oh, you actually got well, the leg? I, I was got the leg? kidding. Well, I it wasn't much. I transferred, I had to transfer 30,000 credits. Like, this whole thing, <laughs> this whole act is just brilliant. We're going to need that guy's eye. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What? I really need it. <laughs> Wouldn't you it be funny? No. <laughs> I I love everything about Rocket, as I've mentioned. It's every line he has. But the thing that I laughed out loud and still do is when he mocks the collector, because you guys can't see it, but he does the fist, like he gets excited and does the, the fist thing. And he goes... The the collector's really this well the collector's flamboyant. like this really yeah. flamboyant eccentric and he does this and then Rocket goes yeah yeah we're all so impressed with this stone but when do we get paid and he mocks him <laughs> I and never I, love it. I didn't get that sadly. dude it's so funny go back and watch that scene and he goes his little hands it's very funny <laughs> but yeah that reveal shot of Drax I put in this act and okay. you talked about it, but it's I love that shot it's great um, we can go get you know. She's wanted. We can so return. Then we can. Why would I, I slide my finger across Ronan's? Yeah, I totally fucked that up. No, 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 no. That that this it's a it's a it it's like what does he say? It 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 mean it's means like, death. Kill, you, finger across the throat means death. Yeah, you you've seen this right? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. 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 And then he looks at Drax. Oh no! no. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> this whole thing again. So this super serious moment, but not for long. She betrayed Ronan, so she can be with us because she's going to be hunted down by him. Yes. We can return the orb, whatever. Yeah. I like this knife. I'm, I'm keeping it. it. I'm keeping it. I wish my best knife. I love this. This movie is great. <laughs> and I also love when they put the plan in motion, Rocket is talking, and then when he's like, all right, but we're going to have to set the alarm off or whatever. We're going to do that last. I love that and the scene. the whole time in the background, I love out of focus. That. Groot is getting this thing that Rocket says will do last. That's almost James Gunn. So I want to say like he's almost like an auteur with decisions like that. Mm -hmm. And just the funny style. Like that decision to shoot that scene that way, not to get go through this whole cutting sequence of Groot like sneaking montage, up right. and grabbing the thing. Just does but it. okay, we're going to have a wide shot of us sitting at the table. And then... I'm going to go through the plan. Here's the plan. We need the leg. We need the blah, blah, blah. I need a Cornex battery. And I need, and it needs a freaking Cornex battery. So figure it out. Exactly. I love that. I love Rocket that. Rocket literally has the best dialogue in this movie. But I love that scene because they they want you to focus on, you know, Rocket and the plan and all that. But you also got this dual action going on in the background that moves the plot along. Yes. But doesn't ruin the pacing. And it's funny. It's funny. It is. Or and then you we got, can do it now. And then you got... <laughs> and t Wait, what does she say? 
Who? Uh, what do they need? They need the leg. They need the thing. And Gamora goes to grab the, let's just say keys. Keys, leg. <laughs> sure. Yes. Whatever. But and then that's he turns funny. the gravity off. It, but the ball, the orb. Yeah. When he, do you have the orb? And then Peter goes to grab it and he drops it and then has to pick it up and do like the grand shot reveal. Did was you that know improvised? It was. He did not mean to drop it. I love that. It wasn't that. improvised. Well, it was improvised, but I don't, he did not because mean to drop it. I don't, or he, yeah, he accidentally dropped it, I believe. It goes against like what you would expect, like mystical music and ooh, yeah, like, like holding the orb and he drops it and has yeah. to grab it. I loved that. It's, so it's and it w- was with character. The comedic timing the in character. this movie may be the best. It's a top-notch comedic I timing. Fi- I think of that as a James Gunn thing. Like He's part so of good. his humor. And it Which works. gives me high hopes for the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, Styles impeccable. So they get out. Let's. Uh, we can chat a little bit about... We finally get to see Thanos in full... He looks not full closer form, to how we... Get yeah. to him in they later on. It's it's funny how characters I, maybe, go through I almost want them to go back and re-render him in this movie as what as he looks like. How what he looks later on well, for you know, con- that's continuity. A more weathered and one. do it more and do more it in. Well, it is four years, five years after this movie is when Infinity War takes place, and then Endgame is another five years after Infinity War. But wow, spoiler! Really? Yeah, but. Yeah, or I will bathe the starways in your blood. Yeah, he's just there. And Josh Brolin. Are... <laughs> and at the same time, he was also cast as... And the Crash. guy gets his neck snapped. We already talked about oh, yeah, that. The, uh, what, the I stupid, think, what annoying... Name? The other, I think his name is. The other. Um, the guy from the Avengers. I bet Thanos was like, fine with that. And therefore not can be... Or th- wow. What? <laughs> and therefore cannot be ruled. They, to... To... Fight the humans would be to court death. death. That guy in Which the post credits reference. I think we mentioned it to the comic storyline. Thanos being obsessed with death, with even the married physical death. manifestation as a Which, beautiful woman. I guess I feel like they went away from that with this oh, they Thanos. Did. Yes, and instead I think might have been a better... they gave it to Ronan because in okay semi spoiler. It's not a big deal. In he's just he is more of that obsessed with death. I con- don't know. The, the, well, they even they say it in um, Captain Marvel. They say, "Yeah, Ronan, he's he's, a uh, he's obsessed with death." So, like, they maybe. even say it. So, like, they gave some of the characteristics, and maybe they both were, but they they but made it. They had more, such a good opportunity yeah. with Hela. We're not going to talk about her that much because she is yeah, not right now. Death. Not right now. Not right now. Oh. oh. <laughs> A lot of fans thought a certain thing when that movie came out, but it didn't pan yeah. out. But anyways, so no. So Thanos is talking, and he's just kind of looking down. He has no confidence he's in He's on Ronan. his little he space rock boy, throne. And, and that really pisses Ronan off, because he's I'm like, a, has little man I'm complex. a grown adult. Yeah, he's a grown-ass man, whatever. But Thanos just sits, <sighs> and this is really all we get of him. So, that was my favorite. He has my favorite daughter, and then Nebula goes, Sounds good, Dad. And then just walks away. I'm like, all right, don't talk. Does, she does, doesn't she? She does. Yes. She says, sounds good, Dad. Doesn't she say, let's go to the kiln? She might. Because that's where they're going She's next. Like half robot. We see a scene of them going to the kiln, and then they're in 
interrogating the one of the staffers. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he steals it or cleansed it. He w- Cleanse one of the it. one of the blue staffer, one of the guards, one of the guards takes oh, his cassette and he's listening to it, yeah. and you know, blue sweet. Uh, or uh, uh, hooked on a feeling, blue sweet, nineteen seventy four. That blah song belongs to me. But he gets beat up, whatever. But he goes but, back. Yeah, and gets that. It. W- yeah, and that then little, even drags. This like, is when he gets it back. You are an imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> but it means it means more to him. Oh, well, it's important. It, see, yeah. Well, it's important to the character, and it's important for the audience. Like we talked yep. about to ground to bring them into the story, bring in a real element instead of all this yep. space stuff. Yep. But when he flies out. When you, if you like pina coladas, the music and then in this movie drags is through the window. Behold, <laughs> it shows Peter Quill flying through space with his mask on and his walk. And you think again, you think, oh, what were you getting? And then he just casually hands on the Walkman. And he goes, "You're an imbecile," and he's just like, "Yeah." But that's important to him. But he did you get the will, orb. You will make and a keen ally in the fight very, against Ronan. Very clever. He took the orb with him because he didn't trust him. Now, and they were going to. How do him. we get out of this irksome confinement? <laughs> when they're in the the control room. Oh yeah. And one thing I did not like, which was annoying, was Gamora saying what Rocket did, when you can clearly see what he did. When he presses, we're running out of time. Ah, presses the button. We're floating. Oh, we're floating. And then Gamora says, "Oh yeah, you turned off the gravity." In everywhere but this room. And it's like, thanks. Thank you for telling me this. I didn't just see that. But, and then I thought, what about. I had that same reaction. What about the people who are blind, who are watching the movie? They put the descriptive audio in the dialogue. They did. Which I did. I wonder if that was intentional. I don't don't like that, though. No offense to anybody who's blind, who enjoys this movie and. Yeah, it's whatever. I just think it was clunky dialogue because a little bit. We saw what's happening. I don't mean that as an insult to a blind person. No, uh, show and not tell. So that. we're on this nowhere. Is the head C- of, celestial of a celestial? It's Be- a little they didn't say celestial head. though. They say celestial being. Yeah, and it says giant head. It's a big head. That's what she said. Yeah, that is that nice. But I love how they use this, like. There's spinal fluid still left Very in valuable. There, and they mine it. Like, this planet is so creative. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's from the comics, but just how they... And up to this point... It's so cool looking. Everyone's in it for the money at this point, except for Drax. Right. He's Drax just pouting just and to, I want to fight He Ronan. wants to kill Ronan because he killed his family. That's valid. <laughs> I like how in their intro you said they killed his family which is his wife and daughter, very sad. And I'm like, <laughs> very sad. I mean, it's... A, it is sad. We don't... It, it's more so in the next one. Yeah. But in this but one, it's sad. giving him a reason to be involved in the plot. Exactly. Everybody which else works. Is in it for the it money. works. Well, Gamora's like not in it for the money. backstory. What? Gamora isn't in it for the money either. No, she's in it for altruistic reasons. And by the she way... She just wants to go against... She Thanos. talked to Quill and said that this there's a couple continuity errors that they change in phase three with her talking about she killed my parents right in front of me or thanos killed my parents in front of me but he did but he didn't he did he didn't 
No, but he was responsible. Well, yes, but when you say but when still, you say sure. it like that, You're, yeah, fine. They did fine. everything they could, and she's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Michael, why did you have to say it like that? They, uh, the doctors, uh, they did everything they could, but uh, yeah. <gasps> And she's going to be great. Why would you... Yeah, funny. You already said it. I don't know why I'm repeating it, but... um, That's just a small continuity issue that I had. So when we we meet the collector... And yeah, before we... Before we... Yeah. Do you have elbows, Karina? Then use them. He's She's washing the cage of a dark elf, by the way. Yep. The collector... I'm Which sure there's a bunch of other stuff. live specimens, and uh, like a humanoid dark elf who's in the fetal position. Yeah, I saw. What do they uh, feed them? I don't know. Maybe they don't eat. Who cares? But there was also a uh, Chitari uh, uh, warrior. Uh, uh, uh. Did you yeah, see that? I didn't see him. There was a. I saw Cosmo the space dog. Cosmo the space is dog thing. is there. Who he is? Uh, he has a Russian accent in the comics, I think, and he speaks telepathically. He was a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, if I'm remembering correctly. Cosmo the dog. Collectly? Yeah. What did I say? You said collectly. Telekinetically. I remember collectly. Correctly. Sorry. Because the collector. Yeah. If I remember, that was was my pun. (laughs) But yeah, this dog, he and Rocket, it hints at like their relationship from the comics, like they both growl at each other. They don't get along in the comics. Okay. But he was a member, cool. a liaison to the Guardians. So that was a cool little cameo, I guess. Um, Yeah, there's that, the Dark Elf, the Chitari, and there's a, a cocoon, which James Gunn confirmed it was Adam Warlock's cocoon. Later in another movie, we see it differently, but it looks slight, uh, like the same, almost, mm. but... Um, there, I don't know. I'll have to look it up, but years after, like to the point of when Infinity War came out, there was still one Easter egg that James Gunn swears and promises that nobody has found in this movie yet. I don't know if it's been found since. Wait, but there was one Easter egg. Somebody swears in an Easter egg. Huh? No, he swears there's oh. one more <laughs> Easter egg. Like he promises there's one Easter egg nobody has found yet. Oh. Let me look it up. Last Guardian. Well, you're looking that up. Yeah, talk. Ah. They get in a fight, like you said, the bar fight, and that's when you get a little more into the backstory of Rocket. Or, like, not backstory, but his, what he, his feelings about himself insecurity, about how everyone calls me vermin, everyone calls me rodent. He called me vermin. She called me rodent. But you are those things. Uh, Nobody called him a trash panda, so he's got that going for him. He does have that going for him. Raccoons are great, by the way, and they're so adorable. Rocket's the best. Let me just say that. (laughs) But that is sad. Because he's like, no, I didn't ask to be like this. I can't do the greatest Rocket impression. That's all right. I can't do it as good as your nebula. But... Yeah, so don't even try, Christian. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. <laughs> what if she called him Papa? Where's um, Mama? 
<laughs> the new Rockstar team has discovered no. Simon has come to the foundation. Let's see if you're doing three good shots to the face. What are you really saying? emotional. He Rocket. does. He's crying. He's drunk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put it down, Rocket. Just deal with it for three more. We've almost sealed the 4,000 credits. 4, 000, 4 billion credits, Rocket. 4 which billion why, credits. Why would you yell that out loud? Not sure. In the middle of a, talk him down. a brothel, basically. Yeah. A, I love a moss cantina. Skipping ahead, but a just mossy cantina. Going yeah, from whatever. that and then like the mirror of that, because they want the orb, and then once they find out what it is, yes, Rocket. Up until now, it's all like And then Peter has money. it. And Rocket, I love the line, why are you still holding it? <laughs> I love when it I, blows I love up. He says. When dumbass Korea. I will not be your slave. Hold on, this is my impression. Okay. Uh, Christian is walking on his tiptoes with his hands like an opera singer. Lady Gamora. That was really good. The cadence, not so much the voice, but the cadence. The collector wishes to see you now. And then then it's just, why don't they have them at Disneyland? Not sure, but we find out the orb. there's a ride based on Tanelier's thing at Disneyland. I I wrote it. I did not know that. When me and Brandon went. And they oh, they should have assistants like Karina there. How's bragging camp going? But it's going well. I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And you weren't there. so No, I wasn't. Thanks. <laughs> no, you did invite me, but I, I wasn't able to go. But um, no, anyway. We aren't even talking about but no, like, when, when the, one of the most inappropriate jokes in any oh. PG-13 movie is when uh, they get on the ship and like, this place is a mess. And then I Peter lo- Quill goes, yeah. You should see her. Um, in a backlight in this place? It looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. I love the face which, he makes after he says he does like... Which, like, if you awesome. don't know... You can't see it, but... Jackson Pollock was a painter who... His paintings were just different colors splattered on yeah, a canvas. Yeah, he's behind so, the Nickelodeon logo. So, uh... Just if, kidding, that was a joke. If that doesn't tell you what he means by blacklight and Jackson Pollock, that means there's a lot of fluid on there that you can't yeah. see that can only be picked up from a blacklight semen. All I right. would not feel comfortable on that ship knowing that information no, especially if i was gamora no i don't don't sit there you're not gonna or don't there. sit there either don't touch Actually, that wall don't touch anything and don't sit anywhere i gotta get a gotta get wash your shoes uh yeah, keep your shoes on thank you appreciate that but <laughs> not for my sake but for yours i when the, we get the backstory of the infinity, of the infinity stones, stones we learn six singularities which turn that condensed into the infinity stones they do this multiple times during the phases explaining what they are we meet we we get like these um visions or uh whatever is some giant dude colossal thing what are they that's a celestial celestial, yeah and they're these giant things and they can use the infinity stones to destroy things well this specific one this power stone Mm -hmm. and we we get the very important foreshadow that what one person like you have to be super powerful to hold one of these like you shouldn't touch them this one specifically the power stone is too powerful right you can touch the other ones and we see that when the pink chick touches it and blows up she's not powerful blows up blows up the entire so it's important that you know the whole museum isn't and that's the last time we see tavian too until later but yeah but so uh, then they're all down the lock ronin comes what the that part because <laughs> the smoke like the tss, oh yeah yeah and it, it drums cu- him out i love that very clever well he doesn't even see swearing. Like, 
Very, very. And his funny. hair's all like, pff, like Seamus from Harry Potter, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shallow, Turn this uh, water into a room. There you go. <laughs> sure, you'll have plenty of opportunities, maybe later. But uh, moving on sure. from that um, abomination. Uh, <coughs> my throat hurts from trying right. to do Yandu later. Earlier. Boy. Well, he comes back. It's really cool to, again, they use back. the music in a meaningful way with Sam Cooke's. Isn't that Sam Cooke? I don't I know. I'm not know. sure. A fool around and fell in love. And then they almost kiss. You know, there's a beautiful don't. metaphor like for Kevin this. Like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, great American hero by the name of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Saved the town and taught them all how to dance. Why would these people have sticks up their butts? Or who put sticks these up sticks up these yeah. people's butts? <laughs> and, and th- 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 that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I know you, Peter Quill. I didn't really like the line delivery. That's why I think some of Zoe's lines are weird. Well, she's she's a, a a different species, a different animal. Oh so. man, I got a huge laugh when they Your get pelvic rescued. sorcery. They they get saved by Yandu or whatever. They get they get oh. sucked they get sucked into the ship and they're like laying there and he's like, I just I saw you out there. Apparently, he's Christian Bale now. I saw you out there and. Go ahead. Something just came over me, and I felt heroic. And then, like up till that point, Gamora's looking at him like lovely. And then he says that, and she just like looks off to the side, like she, oh. And I just laughed so much because here's that. the deal: it was so funny your expression the, in the chase scene. She gets thrown from her little ship. They're not meant to be out in space for long. Oh yeah, the context. Peter Quill goes and gets him. He gets out. Takes his breathing Which mask off. Which was stupid because why didn't he just carry her into the pod? Here's the thing, Rocket okay. says there's not enough room in them. But clearly put there is her and keep but, your but, mask but, on. But, but, but listen, unvaccinated heathen. What? Sure. What I think, I think it's not a matter of space. It's they're not designed to be out in that part of space. So once he opens it, it doesn't have like an airlock. Thing. Okay. They won't be able to that get the makes oxygen it make back sense. out. Even if he brought her back in, that there's still no oxygen. Sense. Okay. It doesn't seal it back up. That I But like. he does get the coordinates. So Yandu comes and gets him. He's mad. Drax is an idiot. Drax, yeah, standing out that. That uh, was. You were going to save us by blowing us up? No. <laughs> we hadn't really thought about it like that. Or, or Drax is an is. idiot because. Oh yeah, he calls he, call, Ronin. he calls Ronan. It's like you know Ronan Ronan's after this orb. He's Thanos, and then you Thanos. find okay. Who you are. In his defense, now that I think of it, he's drunk. He's drunk, drunk, and guy. he didn't know that the Infinity Stone was in the orb, Very and that true. Ronan wanted an Infinity Stone. And Ronan's just super. Powerful. He called Ronan before because he just thought the orb yeah. was some trinket. How is Ronan so powerful okay. as a being? Still stupid to call him though. Yeah, but you don't know. He's so powerful, he can ha- hold an infinity stone for up until some point. For a second. And then he, he puts slams it in, his... it in his hammer and yells at Thanos, I'm coming for you. I... Wait I... a minute, wait a minute. I have the stone in my room. <laughs> I don't need you, Thanos, to do my job for me. Boy, and he turns him off. Yeah. Um... <sighs> A really, boy. really, really, he calls him boy. A really cool. You call me boy. I his their dialogue back and forth. I was not really a fan of. It didn't. It seemed like 
Josh Brolin was trying. It almost seemed like he didn't want to quite be there. Just the, you the, can, the they one process his voice too a the, little the bit. The one delivery when he's like, when he says. You're something, something's bore me. <laughs> I'm just like your politics bore me. He just—he didn't seem into the character at that time. This movie bores me. What? Just wait. No, just wait until yeah. later, Josh. Then you get your starring role. Okay. Out. So okay. can I just can I just do it myself? Um. Oh. <laughs> possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. We'll talk okay. about it. Okay. But a, a really cool element of this chase scene is when Peter Quill uses the arms on to his little spacecraft to pilot the, pilot the, pods, the thing yeah. with weapons. Like, I'm just That's like, cool. On. That's cool. It's innovative. The necrocraft or whatever. Oh, uh, another thing in all these movies, any movie like this. And the cinematography is great. Does, and the set design and the CGI is great. It all looks great. Can every ship just communicate with every ship? Like it never... I, like she, yeah, Nebula, ooh. if he gets those stones, he'll kill us all. Didn't you have to? Shouldn't well, you have to you'll transfer already be, the the, you'll already the frequency? Be it just bothers me that everybody can just talk to everybody. Hold else. on, you're a little fuzzy. Let me switch to FM. Right, there's nothing like that. <laughs> like it's dumb. But now that you bring up the ships, you ever know yeah. the, in the shit shit in the movie in the movie that we're talking about right now, they use like proper propulsion basically. Like, yeah, and it, it's a distinction to me from star wars where they don't have under jets or under propulsive jets underneath but in this film in guardians and the way they deal with spacecraft they have always like thrusters on the bottom that keep them pelvic up. thrusters yeah mm, yeah like pelvic Peter sorcery Quill, like kevin bacon yeah mm. <laughs> but yeah. uh I, I appreciated that in the design because yes. you know the falcon doesn't have that the x-wings don't they just kind of float up which I don't have a problem with. They're still cool. Yeah, they're so sweet. Who cares? But you ask, you, how are they floating? Hmm. They just do. And the Ravager ships are cool. Love the mm -hmm. design, the Milano design. The Ravagers are cool. Yondu, we find out again that, hey, we were gonna, I saved gonna you. Feed you they were going to eat you. Yeah, yeah, They'd yeah. They'd never tasted Terran before. Shut up! How many times are you going to hold that over my head? <laughs> mm -hmm. And we get the Yondu... You think might be kind of a bad guy, but he's not. He does care about Peter because he doesn't kill him, and he get they have a tailor on the suit of uh, the ship. Apparently, oh, like yeah. everybody has a matching uniform. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, like oh, oh here, yeah. rocket. We're gonna talk to. We uh, just happen to have a rocket, a raccoon right. sized suit. We actually don't, but we can we can get it made if you want one. We can get you made one. We can make one. You guys can become a team. But this is like what the or at the end of this act is when they kind of team up, kinda. But uh, uh, one of the best sequences, the scene, of, one of the best scenes of the movie, the cherry bomb sequence. Not after that, or no, oh, that's before an that. That's I'm an actor. Okay, no, before that, when they're talking in the circle and they're standing in the circle. Just now, a bunch I'm of, standing. Are you happy now? I'm standing. A bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. I, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that was an improvised line. I. It's so. See, that's another James Gunn thing, though. I think, and that's it a, works. That's a Bradley Cooper thing. Bradley right. Cooper and James Gunn in the script. But, and that's in character. Again, we get this... The, I, I'm starting script. to sound repetitive, but like this kind of dramatic, guys, here's our plan. You with me? And then Rocket's like, all right, I don't got that much of a lifespan anyway. And then he's but like, all right, all I'm got, happy. I, I'm standing up now. We're I like, all standing up. I like and appreciate... 
the jackasses all standing in a circle. I like the 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 how and the reason why they decide to team up because of his inspirational quote and it's a funny thing like because what i see here is a bunch of losers i see a bunch of losers and then drags like what no but But then he breaks he brings we've all lost something family this that and the other thing but then it's like you think about it and it's like this is what they're kind of like a misfit gang oh it brought together brought together by their losses and raccoon racket raccoon what (laughs) racket raccoon i think you mean it's joey's deck right there apparently it is red eyes raccoon What's a raccoon? Rocket raccoon. Not real sure. It's like no. a rock star raccoon. Rocket, <laughs> Rocket lost his dignity because of his uh, modifications and yeah. having that taken away. Quill lost his mother, and he hasn't reconciled with that because he never t- held her hand No, on her deathbed. Remember that. Remember that. Drax lost his family, his wife and child. Uh, Gamora lost her family and her innocence by and her humanity if you will by being yeah. modified and nebula weapon, the same yeah. way what Groot it's lose? cool how they they did that well i think Groot didn't really lose Groot, anything. no did he lose Groot, his race we though we've hardly, is he the last of his race i'm not sure but i'm not either we haven't even hardly talked about him he is well i like this is my favorite form ooh, of i like Groot. when he makes the flower for the little girl that's cool anytime he kills anybody and then he smiles about it when he stabs the See, people with his arm and it shows like james gunn and the other scriptwriter have he's a good like balance hulk. between he's their tree hulk playing funny and having sincere moments like that yeah. We get a little taste of the Yondu whistle arrow here because oh, yeah. he whistles it up to like Peter Quill's neck. So we're like, okay. And I like in each act, we get a little bit more of this weapon. And this it's such a unique weapon. It it's is. So cool. It's but, very um, cool how they improve. One more thing it. about <clears throat> Vin Diesel, because we haven't hardly talked about, we have hardly talked about Groot. Vin Just Deasy? how awesome of a character he is. And I mean, he's cool. He's cool. I, I like Groot. This older I like Groot. Groot. Yeah, I like this older form of Groot the best out of the Groots. All that I've of seen. them, I th- I, I agree. But I'll say it again. Although Baby Groot running around is funny it, in his little Ravager outfit. <laughs> in the next one, easy. No, but he. If you really think about it, you might think, yeah, what he only has to say three things, but that's he's also restricted. He only gets not has to. He only gets to say three things. And that's tough to convey different things with just three words. You can't go out of that. But anyway, yeah. And he also shows things through his behavior, like the flower. Like, yeah. What else? He does the the flower. The lights in the next uh, scene, Mm -hmm. act, I mean. But it, dude, yeah, this act is great. It's a great act. It's a great act. For a great movie so far. And it's not too stupid. Mm -mm. There's sincere moments, there's funny moments so far. It's pacing is well done the acts are clearly structured um the plots we don't get any xandar in this act right not overly complicated what we don't get any xandar in this act no we don't no okay there's so much to talk about glenn close is effectively she probably only wanted a small role like hey i don't want a huge commitment give me this role i'll be the leader you can kill us in the next one 
Oops. <laughs> Not the next one, but right. They don't even get a proper death. <laughs> you know, Oscar what? Is, this movie yeah. is a waste. No. Yep. Glenn Close, Oscar winner or nominee? Did she win an Oscar? It doesn't matter. Not for this John film. John C. Riley. Come on, man. All these people. All these people. You want to go to Act Three yet? I think I think we can do that. I can't right. think of anything else. No, just this is the big. You know. Oh wait, one more thing. Out. Yeah. One more thing. This is something that stands out to me because I remember this from college. We were in film theories class, and we began the class with like writing down like a recent movie that came out or one movie that you think of that you appreciate and has value or whatever. I don't remember this exactly one. the assignment, but I did Guardians of the Galaxy. As you Be would. Because it does have value. And what I appreciated at the time was the practical set design. And like, especially in uh, <clears throat> nowhere, like they built the yellow water tanks they built the set where he's kicking the lump of No, I'm you're making me kick grass yes. or beat up grass. His, and, his oh boo hoo my wife and child are dead. Like He yeah, that part was a little dark. He had a well I'm not trying to be dark here. Hey Okay, sorry. He I had was a, seeing if I sorry, I was checking my levels. levels are there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He had a point though it's like just because you lost something doesn't mean you have to make everybody else lose something too yeah right. that, and this, that's very important we and Drax talk about that. had a development moment because he yeah. recognized the stupidest thing that he just did was calling him and now they're gonna go it. save him so he and Groot and Drax they're there so team. as long as it benefits a character development it's good yeah. but if it was a, just a stupid plot thing that didn't get resolved then it would have sucked Rocket has a lot of really good di well, he has amazing dialogue. And a lot of it's like really on the nose things, like when he's kicking grass. In any other movie, you just show like they're yelling something else while he's kicking grass, but he's narrating himself. If Joe Pesci was doing, he'd be like, Fudge, fudge, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. You've seen that a lot in movies. When somebody yeah. gets mad, they kick it. But he's just saying what he's doing, and it's so funny. Like, this is what you're doing. You're making me do this. You're making me kick beat up grass. And then when he stands up, it's not like, all right, I'm into it. It's, all right, I'm standing up now. We're all standing in a circle. Bunch of jackasses like he calls standing out in a circle. Those classic tropes and makes yeah. fun of them. And that's what I like about him. Like, well, that's what this whole movie yep, in the script you've lost does. People. Okay. Like with the ball thing. It, that's yep. a trope that was upended in a clever, funny way. Yep. Yeah, I'm kicking Gret. Like he's, he's, he's perfect. Rocket is perfect. He's a great character. I love him. Um, we can move on to Act 3 now. You ready? Yeah. All right. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't know why I went there. Shut up. It doesn't matter. I don't know, dude. That's staying in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know when like the lights go on? You know that part in... Yeah. That movie... Sidebar? Movie? No, I would love that to see show, a movie. Yeah, it's called Slumdog It's called Slumdog That show. That no, music, yeah. I used to watch that with my mom. I would too. And it was on at night, and the music always, like, scared me. Because it like, it's, it's creepy. It starts off Later on, when it gets more, like, the harder questions, and it does that, like, oh, oh, oh. It scared oh, me. It was creepy oh, music, and they're oh, just sitting there in the dark oh, trying to think oh, of questions. Oh. And I'm like, duh. But I, anyway. That's DSRA, I, I believe. Sure. Don't know what that is. We'll look up 
who wants that's to be the music that you wants hear to be when... a billionaire we'll look it up is that your final answer uh i'd like to all right you say number uh letter d for 500 and that is the correct answer <sighs> that was i like regis liked i love he i'll give you a, okay we're gonna what? a little sidetrack but i loved watching regis and kelly I didn't. I just like Regis cracked me up. Very funny guy. Like, yeah, he's cool. I liked him. Who wants to be man? There's a moth out there. All right, act. We really went off on a tangent. Most my life surrounded by my enemies. I will be grateful to die among my friends. You are an honorable man, Quill. I will fight beside you. And in the end, see my wife and daughter again. Lifespan, anyway. Now I'm standing. You all happy? We're all standing up now. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Act three. We get the team up we've been waiting for since the Avengers. And for uniform's sake, the ship happens to have all the right sizes for matching suits. We get a pretty generic space battle, but don't get me wrong, it's friggin' awesome, and still, especially when the Nova Corps arrive as backup, and from the cool interlocking shield around the Dark Aster, Yondu gets shot down in a meadow, a very earthly looking meadow, and he does the full-on whistle arrow trick and just kills all the bad guys, easy peasy, they're all around him, it doesn't matter. Quill, Drax, and Gamora make it to the Dark Aster to take on Nebula. I mean, sorry, to take on Nebula and Ronan. Rocket, meanwhile, takes on the dive-bombing Ronan gang and holds them off from the ground. The Nova Corps, this is like the first thing he's done that's not a selfish thing. Like, he's protecting the city because they're starting to dive on the Nova Corps all get destroyed by the Power Stone, and the Guardians are left on a plummeting ship while Groot, and this is sad, Groot creates a protective ball of wood around them and sacrifices himself in the fall. Super emotional moment here, ladies and gentlemen, but we are Groot. Rocket gets a piece of Groot once they land, just remember that. Quill distracts, <laughs> Quill distracts Ronan with a dance-off while Drax blows up his hammer and releases the stone. Quill grabs it and the Guardians lock hands to withstand the power of the Power Stone and then release it on Ronan while declaring 
You said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. Oh, give me that one time. Mm. Yondu takes the orb, but it's switched by Peter, and the orb that he has uh, is a troll doll because he's trolling them. You know, they keep the stone. <laughs> Rocket cries over a twig of Groot as Drax comforts him and pets him. Nova Prime explains that Peter is half human and half ancient being from his father's side, setting up the sequel. This sets up the ongoing mystery of who is his father. The team is given a repaired Milano and their criminal records are wiped clean. Peter finally reads the letter. His mom left him along with the gift that he has not unwrapped yet. And he opens it up and man, it's awesome mix volume two. And there's your sequel. And there ain't no mountain high, no valley low enough to keep this team from getting the job done. Montage of happy conclusions complete with the Jackson 5 and Baby Groot being born out of a flower pot and doing an adorable little dance. And then we get one of the most pointless, out of nowhere, random, amazing post-credits scenes of all time. And it really fits the movie. We see the collector in his ruins and he's getting licked by Cosmo the dog and he has a drink and then we hear a voice off behind him and he goes, why do you let him lick you like that? And we're like, who is this? Who are we going to get? What cameo? And Howard the motherfucking duck and he's sipping a beverage voiced by Seth Green. Thank you very much. I missed it again. What'd you miss? I keep skipping the final credit scenes have you ever every seen movie that in phase two i've missed them have you never seen that credit scene i have oh but i keep missing them for our oh, series for here bro most random thing you forget <clears throat> howard the duck was a movie they made in the 90s one of the George worst Lucas movies ever made produced it yeah. i believe but he Lucas is filmed it. a marvel character yeah and we get him and it's voiced by seth freaking green Howard A.K.A. The Duck. Joker from Mass Effect. A.K.A. A.K.A. Scott Evil. Scott Evil. A.K.A. Hey, he's got a duck. Okay, I'm not going there. Yeah. But just, who, only Guardian, this movie, again, this post credit scene should have been dumb and people should have hated it. But because of what the rest of the movie was, it fits. you see it and you're just like, yep, that makes sense. If this movie was a puzzle, it wouldn't be... Like Imagine a bunch people. of uniformly shaped no. pieces. It would just be like one's a squiggly, one's a block, one's a blah, and, and that works. Like because it put all together, it makes a great picture. The people that don't know who Howard the Duck is, and they're just like, I don't get it. But and I've never seen Howard the Duck. I just knew of Howard the Duck, and I knew that that movie was terrible. And then they just did. They put him in this movie for a cameo. And when you I never saw see that, him again. I was like, yeah, you do. You do. Just trust me. You see him two more times, actually. Oh. I'll point him out when we get there. I'll tell you off air. Remind me. Okay. So Groot reveals another one of his powers in here, in this act. That so, he can shoot off light spores. But the plan is they're going to infiltrate Ronan's ship and destroy him. And but that's what they're gonna. That's do. what they're gonna do. Good that's job. What they're gonna do. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. I I want to talk about because it's in my head right now. Yes. About the mom's letter. Okay. I had a feeling that he read that beforehand. 
but he didn't open the gift because okay. where else would he get the Star Lord? Uh, okay, fair enough. You're thing. right. Good catch. Unless he thought of it himself. My Star Lord. And part or of me, she called him that, but she didn't call him that in the beginning. She called him like you're my shining sun or whatever. Yeah, and your she daddy was an him, angel. Yeah, an asshole. But and I, I'm not the only one who says that. I mean, <laughs> James Gunn's brother said it in the movie, Sean Gunn, the Ravager. True. He yeah. was a, well, what do you call him? <laughs> I'm uh, glad we didn't take him to his father. Which we learn that's yeah, that foreshadowed at a, the beginning, too. Yep, that he was an angel. Um, or that they were t- supposed to pick him up and take I, him to somewhere. But part they kept of me, him. if this was a more serious movie, the like that would have been like a, a fan service moment. He would have just been called Peter Quill the whole movie until the end, and then comic book nerds would be like, "They said his name from the comics." Yeah. That's what would have happened, and it would have that would have been a big moment, and it still was a big moment. Because they played it for a joke the whole time, well, except in this moment, his mom calls him it, and it's it's sentimental. And that's why it probably it's affects him. It's the one time him. it's not a joke. Because yeah. his mom calls him Star-Lord, so he took the name upon himself, and when everyone treats it like a joke, it he might sting him every time, because it's like, hey, that's what my mom called me, and, and I see myself that way, and he kind of, I don't know, bookends. does he earn it? it? He does, but it bookends it. Because when we first hear it, it gets made fun of me. He's like, you know, you may know me by my other name, Star-Lord. And he just gets laughed at. He's like, who? But then at the end, it's played for like a serious, sentimental, emotional moment. Well, follow your lead, Star-Lord. He said my name or something or finally or something. Who calls him it finally, though, in this act? Uh, Gamora. No. No, one of the guys. I don't know. Is it John C. Riley's character? No. I know goes, there's a... No, Ronan calls him it. He goes, ah, the Star-Lord. And he goes, finally. Oh, yeah. 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 But that's later. Um, a lot of... A, a space battle. Yondu, that arrow thing. I thought the space thing, battle looked great. No, it did. But it is a generic setup. Like, the point is, okay, you break off the Ravagers, you go there. I love we'll the shots of them all in formation, though, as they fly yeah. under the... I always wonder, like, what the... Okay, I hadn't seen this movie in a while. What was those big blue, the orange blobs that just farted out at the aster? I guess I'm not sure. And it just blows up, and it's just a, is it like a... Ravager bomb, sticky bombs, I don't know. I think it's just a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Distraction, so that they can fly under it and Distract catch it by surprise. turd blossom? Yeah. <laughs> fart blossom. Dude. We used to say that my Is it fart blossom or turd blossom? dad would say that. I thought he calls him a turd blossom. I, no, I... It is turd blossom. Oh, you used to say I, I gotcha. It's an expression I've heard before right, when I, gotcha. I was a kid, and I'm happy that, that gotcha. he used it in the movie. I guess we're working from the back, but... I get. I no, just well, wanted to point okay, out so, the, no, the mom yeah. thing because of how important. That, and also the mom it's a thing with the... Yes. Volume two, and you're like, all right, here we go. That's such a cool, oh, like, man. what is this gift going to be? What is it going to be? And, and he opens it, and it's exactly what it needs to be. When they're all holding the stones. Mm-hmm. The stone. Take my they're hand. They're all holding and he sees his, his stones. Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something they're like holding that. the stone, and he sees his mom when he's Gamora says, "Take mm-hmm. my hand here, take my hand." And this he is where it gets it real time. Freudian, because he sees he his mother in this, this love interest of his, which is kind of weird. But what do you guys want to do? Something good or something, something bad? bad or a little bit of both? Something a little bit of both. All right, hoo ah, but but. He, yeah, 
Give I, it to my son. And no funny bit, or what does he say? Foreshadowing. Oh, Ring theory. Oh, okay. I got Hand you. it over, son. I got you. They really went heavy-handed with the father mystery thing. They did. At the end here. At the end. Yeah, it's very like... Glad we never took him to dad. Like, wing it, wink at the camera, But they basically. never, like, gave away who it was until the movie, the next movie. But, I know I said it again. I'll, I know I made the joke early, but I'm gonna, I love the... Captain's teaching stuff! <laughs> he, that character, he gets a bigger role, and hopefully a bigger, bigger role. Like yeah. With the, but he... The, the arrow weapon, how he just goes through now all Now we people. see it. So freaking cool. So we still freaking don't get cool. Of it. We get more of it than we. Next oh one, man, and then it's even better in the next. Oh one. yeah, and, and the music it's paired with is awesome. He's so cool. You know, I like the soundtrack cool to the second one better. I think. I can't. I, I like bought, it, this I, one, but I can't wait. And to I, be king. I'm getting ahead. Okay, Lion King. Ha ha ha. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But I can't wait until we talk about. GOTG two, volume two, because yeah. that's the one me, you, and Joel went and saw. Yeah, and we went mall walking first, I think. Yep. And we went to Fye, and that's probably where I bought the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That I night, that. I remember that. I do. Remember I still that. have it. It's a good soundtrack. It's real. Good it's soundtrack. real good. I love the Brandy. You're a fine girl. Oh, the, what you're a talking, good wife you you're would talking be. talking too, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I digress. that's all right. We do that on the show. We do that. Um, do do. It looks like I have a weird twitch. I don't. It's just my eyes are watery, so I have to. Anyway. Well, I we, don't think I've heard you one night. I have One night. Well, I did one at time, the beginning, but it's much but better okay. tonight. Um, I've just yawned a lot. Like right now. Say something real quick. Watch okay. The you making me yawn now. Uh, cut these out. Joel will be mad at us. Squint um, yawning. <laughs> so the space battle's cool. Um, it's cool. The formation's cool. Peter, what's when his they, face? When they dies, get down on the ground. They save those pink people, which comes yeah, up back later. That's his, John C. Riley's family. Yep. Um, wow. Again, Glenn, I was picking Glenn Close is General Leia in this movie. Sure. Same basic character. Except better. There. Really? I said, I said what I said. Really? I said what I said. It's Glenn Close. Come on. Put some respect on the name. Well, Carrie Woof, Fisher. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Dalmatians. Uh, she's woof. great in that. She's great. She's great. She is Cruella, fantastic Cruella DeVille. We can do mm. those, too, because there's multiple. Yep. I don't but, know if I want to watch 102. Um, so the space oh, battle, they on. get... We'll just skip right ahead. Okay, yeah, so Groot dies, but Rocket gets a piece. Um, and just skipping ahead, he that baby a Groot, a piece of Groot, and plants him. You got a piece, huh? That baby, yep. <laughs> Wonder what piece it was. But baby Groot, <laughs> oh, baby no. Groot's revealed, and he's dancing. And James Gunn has said, like, yo, that's not the same Groot. Like, it, we're going to call him baby Groot, fine, and he can only say Groot. He is Groot, but... It's not the same Groot. He doesn't have the, the memories that the Groot had. Well, that's it's like I a, don't like a that. child or a, a son of his or I don't like a clone. That. Yeah, we don't have to. I would have, well. You don't have to. He's the new Groot. I would have preferred if he did remember things when he came back. He didn't. I guess we don't. He didn't. It was but it, I don't know. It just makes it. That's what I always thought. But and the when you think, okay, here it is. 
they're going to finally, we're going to get a battle, and it's serious. And Ronan is right there on the ground with this village of people. And then Peter Quill just starts dancing and singing this song. It breaks the convention Which this in a movie good does way. so well and so often. I've been saying it the whole time. And even, it, it humanizes mm-hmm. Ronan because for he's like, wait. What wh- are you doing? Yeah. And he is talking like a human. Like, wait a minute. What, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. The first time he's like. And then he gets mad, doing? but it humanizes him. And he's like, I'm, I'm distracting you or dance off. You know what he does a lot with that makeup? He always, like, <laughs> he's very, uh, Y'all facial see expression. That, yeah. With the black. I'm tar. distracting you, you big turd blossom. And then rocket shoots him. Well, shoots the Did, thing. And then Drax Peter, shot him, didn't you? They both do. They're both making oh, the gun. Yeah. And then that cool, awesome moment where Peter Quill jumps in front of it and grabs it, and then he's like getting blown up. And then they just grab hands, each guardian of the galaxy. Love that scene. Love the soundtrack. Yep. Love the soundtrack. Oh, hello. And now, hey, Kitten appears. There you are. Hi. But no, Black Tears on the soundtrack is what that track is called. Okay. Black Tears. Back up, though, because... The main theme Ronan is so Ronan is like, you know, so you're the Guardians of the... Like, mocking them, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then <clears throat> I love the... Um, like, our one true, actual, uninterrupted epic moment when he says, you know... He's like, what are you? And he, you said it yourself, bitch. We're the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, so there it is. I was thinking about that before we started watching. And I was thinking, am I going to like it? Because the way I remember it, does he say... We're the guardians of the galaxy, bitch. That's and what I, I wouldn't. Thought have, I wouldn't have liked it that way. I like that he says it earlier yeah. because we're the guardians of the galaxy, bitch. And it would have been like a, a I just thought of this, but Britney, bitch. Like what I would. Well, no, it would have made it more funny than more than epic. Yeah, which is what it was supposed to be. And it was an be. actual, true, epic moment that didn't get followed up with because you you fart you have the joke out first. Yeah. And then you get we're the yeah. guardians of the galaxy and it's awesome. I um and I actually got a little emotional during that scene when they're all like getting hands. And when he sees his mom. Yeah. Getting these well, hands. And then you see little <laughs> little rocket raccoon. Yeah, hand. well yeah, like it's all coming together. They found their common ground. I don't know. I'm just expe- and, expected hating. And I'm quoting him here. I'm not a hundred percent a dick. Yeah. Do you believe him? I don't believe anyone's uh, 100% a dick. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not so sure I believe anyone's 100% Do a dick. Do you believe that he's here to help? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go help him. <laughs> they got my dick message. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole thing, that running joke is great. John C. Riley's great. Yeah. We and find out his family, they say Glenn Close the is there people. to explain your father. Is something very ancient, but we're not going to elaborate because the script won't allow yeah, us. Yeah, we can't to. yet. But what if somebody has something even that know. I want and I take it? Yep, that's yep. a crime. No, 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 you're not understanding. Yeah. What if I really, really want it, like more than he does? That's still a still crime. Stealing. You're not hearing what I'm saying. That's what if somebody does something and I kill them? That's murder, and it's one of the worst crimes out there. Ah, you know what that <laughs> reminds me of. That's that was my uterus. I, I still have a vagina. <laughs> oh, yeah, <the> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? 
but not as directly. There is a movie called The Benchwarmers. Maybe you've heard of it. First heard time it. I saw it in theater, it. died laughing the entire time. Really? Second time I watched it, I'm like, this movie is dumb, but I still like it. Third time watching it, this movie sucks. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, I'm just watching this to fall asleep. But there's a line in there. And then you woke up and you're like, boobs? Yeah, different movie. But it's a movie about these three. It's so stupid. It's a Happy Madison movie, I well, think. Well, that explains it. Has Rob Schneider. Happy Madison has yeah. some funny movies. Happy, or, uh, Rob Schneider's in as the main character. And I I guess don't he can't carry him. It's fine. He's fine. Um, and uh, uh, David Spade is in it. It's about these three it's guys that the form a baseball team. It anyway, it's a stupid. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Nick Swordson's in it. It doesn't matter what the movie's about. But there's a line in there. One of the guys, um, he's up to bat. It's a baseball movie, kind of, I guess if you could call it that. And he gets a piece of the ball. Okay, let me back up again. A little sports corner trivia for you. In this move, in, in baseball... On a, if it's strike three and you foul it off, if you hit a foul ball, you're not out. A foul is a strike unless it's strike three. You get as many fouls as you want. But if you foul ticket and it goes into the catcher's glove, that's like somebody catching it and you're out, okay? So that's what happens in this. He foul ticks and he goes, oh, I ticked it. I ticked it. And um, he goes, yeah, but I caught it. You're out. And he goes, yeah, but, but I ticked it. And then the catcher goes, you're still out. And then David Spade, Spade goes, you're still fat. <laughs> and I just, that's what that reminded me of. Because, like, that's still a crime. So a really, really <laughs> roundabout way for one dumb line. <laughs> but it was worth it for me. Okay? Thank you. Oh, thank Thanks for you. coming to my comedy thing. Thank talk. you. Yeah, but this, this act three, the act threes that we've gotten, it's all, it's the big battle. Same here. But this one's a little different. Cause it has a little humor. different with the humor. <laughs> has humor in this movie. Nebula, we she gets her grand escape. We haven't even talked about her. She right. does. She loses her hand. She gives up the hand. She and Gamora fight. Come on. She's like, no, I will not go back to daddy. <laughs> and Gamora's like, please. And she's like, no, I'd rather give up my hand. I'd rather well, give up my hand. Okay. Oh, did she turn into Donald Trump? <laughs> with that Apparently. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I would rather give up my hand than concede this election. Here it is. There's an inconsistency, too. What? As far as we know, and this is getting ahead of myself a little bit, they know what the threat is. With if Thanos gets a hold of these stones, learn what we learn later. Yeah, they know what the threat is at this point because of the soul thing in sure. Bobber. Sure, sure. Really good cover up there, for Christian. Good job. Yeah, good job. But, uh, the soul thing in my Bobber. <laughs> anyway, but then they're like talking about like. I don't know. There was something that they were talking about that made it inconsistent with them not knowing beforehand. Because Nebula knows Where that a that's thing a stone, is. that the power stone is in the orb. And she oh, knows sure. that if Ron, like, Thanos is eventually going to kick Ronan's butt yeah. and steal it. Yeah. And she knows the consequences of that. But she's still, like, fighting Gamora. Which we learn a lot yeah. more about the relationship as we, we go do. into phase three. We do. And they build really well off of that. And you kind of get yeah. a little bit of it in this movie. But 
in this movie you mainly get the I hate my sister because my dad likes her better sort yeah, of vibe. Thanks, daddy. Sounds so good. The villain dad. in this movie kind of goes back and suffers from like what Marvel tends to do with their villains is they're not great, but you don't really care because you're here for the, the heroes. heroes are so strongly exactly. made that yes. you don't care about the villain. Like they just need somebody to fight. We we're here for the heroes until we get to. Roman, and there's good villains it, throughout, but I will say for the character and what he's supposed to be, Lee yeah, Pace plays him perfectly. His physique fits perfectly. He fills the armor out really well, unlike what you thought. Mm -hmm. uh, what's his face in Mandalorian? Um, Oliphant, Timothy. What about him? Boy, can he not fill out a suit of no, armor. he cannot. No, but, <laughs> but you know who can? The Lee Pace. Lee Pace. He looks intimidating, dude. Yeah, he does. Especially when With he's fighting Drax. Thing. Yeah. And he's just kind of flicking him, flicking him away. Well, he has the Batman thing where you can't turn your neck in that hood. He looks cool. I'll say that. He looks cool. But the but, motivation, yeah, I will agree with you on that. The The motivation of the villain's kind of weak. It's just yeah. peace treaty. I don't like it because my people are at peace with my enemy. I but it, it sets up the infinity a little yeah. bit more, the infinity storyline. And I'll say another thing. But it this is movie funny. does, and the thing that Marvel does so well is, hey, these are the characters we have rights to. You may have never heard of them. Guess what? They're a household name now. We did that. How... Like, no other stu Like, uh, come on. The Guardians of the Who? Casting. And they're great so at important. casting. They're great at Sarah Haley Finn deserves an honorary Oscar for her career in casting these movies. So good. Except she gets a Razzie for casting Kong Skull Island. No, what? Tom Hiddleston's yeah. character stuck. Hey. It stuck? It stunk. There you go. He was fine. He was fine. But this po like everything from the start, like the post credit it's this movie's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And that's why it works, because you go in with the, no expect you're like, what is this movie about? And it tells you right away and it sticks to that. It keeps the same tone the entire time and it's fun. Even in the serious battle, right up until the end, it keeps its light-hearted comedic tone mm. and no other movie that i've seen could pull it off you hit it that's bright yeah it's so smart it is while smart. being silly at the same time mm -hmm. the script is tight it's well written mm -hmm. they use comedy in the right moments they don't screw over a serious somber moment with a funny thing right after they do or when they do it, but it works because the character is yeah. like that it's I, not like you're getting that from a character that wouldn't normally do and that. And it's a little, I feel like it's almost auteur filmmaking on James Gunn's part with the script and the way things are shot and the way these cliches are turned around to be funny. Like with dropping the orb, having Groot get the battery. Yeah. Um, the leg. The dance off. The leg. Yeah, the dance it's off. It's funny. You'd never see that in a movie. Like when two, the hero and the bad guy are about to face off, and then you get the character not taking it serious, and you're just like, what? You would expect it to be a serious, like, heroic showdown. Right. And it is, like but not. Like, epic showdown. It, it shows One that... One might say it might have been a better showdown than Harry and Voldemort. 
I, but sure, I've probably maybe we'll this talk more. about that someday. Maybe we hmm. will. Don't get your hopes up. We're not doing it next. We have a plan. I'll just squash that right now. We We're have, not doing it next. What kind of, what percentage of a plan do you have? I I have part of a plan. Okay. Twelve percent. Well, give us your your plan. Twelve percent. That's not a plan. That's not a plan. That's a, <laughs> that's a fake laugh. That's a laugh. fake laugh. I love that it's scene. It's real. I love that scene. That scene it's is so funny. probably one of my favorite dialogue-wise. I just they get saved the, Quill. The... <laughs> yeah. Drax. I just saved Quill. With When he blows up the... Yeah. You were going to save us by You're blowing gonna, us up? What did you... What did I just say? I don't know. I have to be honest. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> oh! See, even that! That was so funny. I wasn't listening. I love that. But I think my favorite line in the whole thing, my favorite bit, is the when Rocket goes, Okay, now I'm standing up. We're all standing up now. You happy? A bunch of jackasses standing and in a circle. And that is breaking a convention, too, in mm -hmm. a good way. This was a fun movie. I've loved watching that. This is the most fun I've had watching a Marvel movie so far since we started mm -hmm. doing it. It's fun. It's fun. Let's just keep saying it's it. It's fun. It's that recent. It's so fun. It's a fun summer blockbuster that it's you go to the theater, you get yourself a bucket of popcorn, you enjoy it. Yeah. It's a smart script. It's funny. It's smart. It's serious. Smart. How many times am I going to say that? I don't know. And funny all in the same time. Okay. All right. But yeah, great. It sticks the it's landing. It's one of Marvel's better movies up to this point. Yeah, and we get, we get some. Uh, I mean, James Gunn brings think, a lot of personality and here's the thing, to too. The filmmaking. Here's what it had stacked against it: a team that nobody knew about, uh, with characters that nobody shouldn't have worked. That goofy as hell, yeah. And this was being released. This was the next movie after, arguably, to this point, the best Marvel movie, in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And then it's like Guardians has to and come And now out. we're... Whoa. And you're like, and oh, they did okay. it. It did. It worked. It shouldn't have worked. It had everything against it. Literally everything against it. The characters... I think, yeah, that was the a lead popularity up to the movie coming up, right? And what it came after. And they used that to their advantage. I think I remember being, that. Doing something so different. A lot of skepticism. I don't think I had any. I was excited about this movie. Not from me, but from just the press and stuff. Yeah. 
And I wasn't excited so much for the characters. I'm like, again, I didn't know these characters. I didn't either. I was excited well, because I, was I wanted to see Our how this casting worked. In the yes, tree. that. I was excited for Rocket Raccoon the most because Bradley Cooper, I'm like, okay, how's this is a role different than what I've ever seen him do. And it was, and it was great, and he owned it, and it was awesome, and he fit right in. He's it's a great voice actor. It's not a perfect actor. movie, but the no sum of is. its parts overcomes the yeah. negative things yeah. about it. Yeah. Which there aren't many. Right. So do you, are, are those kind of your final yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I think we basically final... just bled into it. Yeah. So. This, I mean, and we got, we have the big, here's what bothers me about phase two is they don't end with an Avengers movie. I know. That's kind of annoying, isn't it? It kind of is, but. Well, why don't we switch them around? Fit. No, we can't. We got to do it in release order. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No. We do. We don't we do. have to. Yeah, because we do. Ant Man is completely separate from no, but Ultron. Not now, because some stuff is established there. What? The complex and the scene with the cameo. You're right. Yeah, it You're is. It's right. just weird. As usual. Yeah, it is. Just, it is weird though. But as fine. freaking usual, here a for the money, away for the... <laughs> asleep for the work, awake for wake the pay. For the pay. Like awake that. for the money, as per freaking usual. But, the, I, I, yeah, <laughs> see, phase two, it's great, but why doesn't it end with Avengers? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think Ant-Man should have started phase three, if anything. I think but you're right. How would it end... I don't know. We'll talk about it when we talk about it. But that was Guardians of the Galaxy. We got the big one coming up next. The fourth best Avengers movie. And uh, of the four. <laughs> I mean, it is. You it's heard still, a little I bit really of it. I really love it. I still our, really love it. The I closing like it of our Godzilla episodes yeah. with our... I we got James really, Spader. I'm, no. <laughs> and he's great. I am looking forward to this. It's the worst Avengers movie just by default. But yeah. it's I love it. Like I love this movie. It has one of my favorite I haven't seen sequences it in a while. of the whole MCU. Maybe this time I'll stay for the freaking end. Yeah, because it's a big one. You hey. need to stay for the end of this one. Yes, it is. And I don't know if there's one or two. You know, just stay. maybe I'll just do it myself. Maybe you do it yourself. But yeah, we got Age of Ultron coming up. The big team up. Hold on. <laughs> right. Yep. And uh, I'm excited about it. I watched the opening scene last week to get hyped. And it's a great opening scene up until, like I watched until the and the title. But we that's didn't even talk about the music of this. We briefly mentioned the, the music of this one, not just the licensed music, but the oh, score. Talking, yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't think it was Ty quite as good as Tyler, Winter Soldier. Tyler Bates. I think Ty is, is it Tyler name? Bates? Which let he me just did tell you another movie that 300. I. Three hundred. It's one of my, well, he did three hundred. Apparently, you just said it. I don't. I didn't know that. He did. He did one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen of all time. Say it's it. called The Way with Martin Sheen. Okay. And it doesn't have a sequel, but everyone listening, watch this movie. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's about Martin Sheen. Emilio Estevez directed it. And <clears throat> Martin Sheen's character... His son, Emilio Estevez also accident. His son, mm -hmm. playing his son. Ha. Huh. He gets killed while doing the pilgrimage through Spain, the Camino de Santiago. Okay. De Compostela pilgrimage. You probably right. don't know about it. I don't. But it's a pilgrimage through Spain. 
like to find yourself or like spiritual journey. I believe you. That's a pilgrimage, duh. But anyway, I'm talking the storm here. He gets killed. Martin Sheen goes overseas to collect his ashes and his remains, and he takes his son's ashes and fulfills the rest of the pilgrimage with his son's ashes and meets like four or five different people along the way. The Way, the name of the movie, and learns about like these people and their struggles and what they are going through, and they all learn from each other. I love that movie. It's so good. And it Tyler sounds, Bates, sounds this good. is where it comes around and makes sense. Tyler Bates did the score for that as well. And it's He's completely different. Stuff. Completely different. You never would have known. I'm just going to give you a couple highlights of his career. Did he do Super? I don't know. I'm not that far down. But he's done Fantastic, or no, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, uh, the John okay. Wick movies. I think he did all those. The Punisher, the series, the Netflix. Okay. The Purge, Deadpool 2. Ah, um, Samurai Jack. He did a few really? episodes. Yep. And the fifth season, does it say? I'm not sure. Because the fifth season, I haven't even watched barely. Yep. Any he of did the all. Rest. He did the John oh, Wick the full fifth series. Is so good of. He's Samurai done a Jack. lot of Marilyn Manson, um, music videos. Hmm. The Halloween movies, the new ones. He has a cameo in Sucker Guardians Punch? here. Sucker Punch. He yeah. did do Super. He was a cameo in uh, Guardians. He was the Who guy was with the eye. The uh, Ravager with the eye that oh, he wanted to take. Oh, that's cool. Didn't Rob Zombie have a cameo in this movie? I think he did. But yeah, he did um, Watchmen. Mm. He was a composer. Guardians 2. Guardians 2, 300, obviously. That's but, the first one that I heard. I love that score. He's got Dawn of the Dead. The he's wor- he's er- he works with Zack Snyder a lot. Army of the Dead? Did he just do that? Um, No, okay. he did not do that one. He, the main but, theme uh, he wrote for Guardians what did we just is say? really good. Oh, yeah, good. Rob Zombie. I want to see if Rob the Zombie... Bum, 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 yeah, they have a cool theme. And how they play it when the kiln escape. Love that. Mm-hmm. I have that on my phone. They probably have the best theme phone. since the Avengers. And it's not as much... It's not used as much in the second one, which saddened me. I'm trying to... I'm trying to tell you... I, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. That sounded like I was annoyed that i was trying to tell you something no no that's not what i meant i'm trying to find do you have a problem no <laughs> sorry do you want to have a problem <laughs> no yeah i'm trying to see if rob zombie had a uh a cameo in this i think movie. he did I, I remember it's reading very something. very brief he's directing a new movie what is it i don't know okay great <laughs> Yeah, so Josh Brolin isn't even... He's uncredited as Thanos, so that's a straight-up cameo. Oh, all right. Now, there's Tyler Bates. You're right about him. I didn't doubt that, but you were right about him. Good. James Gunn is the maskless Sakarian. Sakarin. So James Gunn has one. Rob Zombie is the Ravager... The Rav... The Ravager Navigator. Okay. So he's the pilot. I never said yeah. I was a pilot. Is But... It, <laughs> that's him i guess what robs that i mean i can't picture i, don't, I can't is. picture him either Here, wrap us up and I'll, i'm gonna look at all picture. right well ladies and gentlemen yeah, we're just talking always talking this has been another episode of sequel men the podcast a sequel men's production sequel men's it's already plural sequel men production listening to guardians of the galaxy here Moving on in our summer of MCU Phase 2, we're nearing the last couple movies here in 
Age of Ultron, and then Ant-Man, and then our wrap-up. So we're moving right along, we're heading forward, we're moving forward. And uh, you, listener, sequelers, can, if you haven't yet, move backwards. Take a look at some of our older episodes. We covered like The Hunger Games, Toy Story, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Austin Powers of all things. Check it out. And stay here. Stay here with us. Stick around. Stay with us and stay with us by going on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora Radio, anything, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, we're probably there. So check us out. Yeah, and also find us on the email platform. (laughs) I forgot where I was going for a sec. You can email the show, uh, sequelmen19 at gmail.com. Twitter at SequelMen19, and Instagram at SequelMen the Podcast. We're we'll doing some fun stuff there. And the Facebook, as it was formerly known, the Facebook, find us there. Comment, like, share, subscribe, whatever. And listen, give us a listen. Tell your friends. That's the biggest thing you can do until we run a thing where you give us money. But that's not a thing yet. We'll, we'll get some more listeners before we do that. And this was fun. I can't, I truly can't wait for. Because I remember going to Ultron with Matt, with Matt mm. Nunn, my real good buddy. I we remember. went together and we were both hyped. He got a hot dog at a movie theater. He got it. He ordered it and they brought it to him. I remember that. Don't know why, because he was hungry. Um, that, <laughs> I, think, that, I think he got uh, me hot one. Hot dog is on the brain. I huh? think he got me one. But anyway, I just remember that experience and it was uh, really cool. Like we, it, it was a fun time. I remember reading a, them announcing the name of the new Avengers movie when I was up we at the lake. We were all... I was up at the lake with my family and they had an announcement on... It was a surprise. Like we were like, Age of Ultron. Because we all like, okay. thought, okay, Thanos is coming now. But no. Nope. Right. But anyway, this has been, uh, this has been fun. Been fun. A lot of fun. And with that, we cannot wait until the next one. That's right, Christian. Because here at Sequel Men, the podcast... All films are created sequel. Take care. I okay, dude. Low plug, and I, I. There's no way for me to benefit from this, but you know, if you stayed along, if you stayed after the the credits here. Um, if you ever want a really good zoo and you're in Michigan, um, Boulder Ridge, we went there today. And I don't know why I laughed. I love the zoo. <laughs> the zoo, it's like, it's not as spread out as some of the bigger ones. They don't have some of the exotic animals, but they have more and you can get closer with them. And it's not as like, it's just, it's better. The quality is better all around. So there's my you know boulder ridge zoo actually it's boulder ridge wild animal park and it's it's just it's it's awesome it's awesome we that back. was relevant they have giraffes they have giraffes that was relevant i fed a giraffe i fed a giraffe they in have florida. alligators i fed a giraffe in florida <laughs> <laughs> i fed a giraffe in florida did you feed a giraffe in florida at did you Bush feed an alligator gardens. because we fed an at alligator Bush gardens i did not feed an alligator well, i ate Bush an alligator League. I, I had alligator, alligator bites. I had gator ah, bites. I went down to freaking Florida for spring break senior year with my buddies, and the whole time I was like, I want to eat one thing. I just want to try one thing. I, I want to eat other things, but there's one thing I really want to try. And we got to a restaurant, and they had alligator bites, and I'm like, let's go. And what I was ordered the restaurant? Them. I don't remember. 
but I ordered them and they were all out and I never oh. got to try alligator bites. I never got to try alligator. Let me just tell you, it tastes like chicken. I'm not mm-hmm. even, I know everyone says that. It's a cliche, not joking. But I still the want texture's to the same. say the texture's that I the tried same alligator. Too. And you never would have think the texture being the same from a reptile, like an amphibian. Not a reptile, it's an amphibian, it's on land. I had alligator jerky, but it was well, pretty generic. Tasting. No, it wasn't. It was like a cheaper, it wasn't like a hair. Buffalo jerky. That's the best jerk I've ever had.